Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we are large and in charge down here up in the basement, man. Having a good old time. Uh, raising some glasses and kicking some asses, man. Well, I tell you, my fantasy team is not kicking anybody's ass. In two leagues, I'm a combined, like, I have one win. It's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I am doing a better job at tanking than the, than the New York Jets. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing how bad they are. But I tell you what, I, I hate to drop it on myself, like, right out of the gate. But quite frankly, <laughs> yeah. If I could turn back time and redraft my teams, boy, I would do it rather differently. That is for sure. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? That's fantasy football, brother. So to, to all the people out there, real men of genius that drafted crap teams and have had bad beats, bad breaks, and bad mojo, this sip of uh, my Rod Gardner drink, his old 50-50, is for all of you because I'm in the club. <laughs> mm. That's for sure. Otherwise known as the basement, which is fitting because that's what we lovingly refer to when we do a uh, do a podcast. Although we usually don't break out basement references unless like Shannon's here. We have some other people here, but that's okay, man. Anyway, we'll get to some football. We'll laugh at some fails and we'll have a good old time. But first and foremost, man, let's go ahead and get this dude in here proper, dude. Woo! Oh, and we absolutely have to celebrate the life of Tom Petty, musical legend. And I mean, I know for all of us, we are of the age where. You know, that guy, his music, his art was intertwined in a lot of our youth. So, raising the glass in your honor, sir. Gone too soon, Salute. man. Gone too soon, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Salute. MacGuffin. I was, think- I was thinking about, you know, I don't know why you picked the song. But I was thinking, man, it's kind of appropriate. All right, run, you know, running down a dream. It's good. <laughs> And I'm thinking alternate lyrics, like I'm running, mm-hmm. I'm running downwind. <laughs> pulled, <laughs> pulled Shannon's finger again. <laughs> that's outstanding, bro. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it just I was outside with the dog, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's perfect." <laughs> I'm running downwind. <laughs> pulled Shannon's finger again. Terrible. But anyway, what's going on, bro? How are you, man? I'm good. I got to give a shout out um, to my wife. Today is our 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, dude, salute. Congratulations. I can't believe she's put up with your ass for that long. (laughs) Kidding me, bro. I mean, come on. (laughs) She listened to a podcast. I'd be divorced by now. (laughs) No, I wouldn't go that far. Might be in the doghouse. No, I'm just kidding. A few times, but <laughs> maybe. Uh, but no, man, I'm lucky. Up 15 years, she's put up with my shenanigans. Yeah. So, right. Look, uh, man. Thank you. you. Uh, go ahead. I didn't mean. Oh, to. No, I'm just saying thank you to my wife Amber for yeah. putting up with me. Hey, man, you got two beautiful daughters. Lord knows you're gonna have your hands full in the teenage years. Your time is coming, pops. Dude. See the gray hairs right now. It's going to get worse. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be way worse. By the way, I like how your style is reminiscent of Cam Newton's. He's got like that. What's up with his goatee, man? It looks like it's frosted on the bottom or something. Is that is that the remnants of his Dannon contract? Like, did he spill something on the bottom? Uh, Maybe the last little bit of that Dannon contract, dude. Gone, gone, brother. Which was pissed when she heard that. Who who was? Wife Amber. Oh yeah. Yes, she texted me. She goes, 
freaking Cam Newton. I can't believe you said that. No, you you can't you can't you can't do that. You just can't. You got to know better. It, it, had he said something like, "It's funny hearing a non-football player talk about routes," like people would have taken that entirely different. You know, entirely yeah, differently. But <clears throat> or or, or somebody that's never played football talking about routes. But I mean, the way he said it, the kind of the attitude, the the body language, the smirk. It just it came across as condescending, sexist if you wanna if you wanna call it that. I mean it just it was a bad look. It was <laughs> it it did not tra- whatever he was I don't you know what I mean? Whatever his intent was, all that ended up being was a complete, complete bag of fail. And it is it is dominated like sports talk radio. Uh, it, I mean, I don't care who you listen to, man. Local shows, national shows, it's been all over the place. And, and we'll touch on that because back in the day, we used to have the uh, Stam Newton suggestion box. And I think I think we need to break back out the Stam Newton suggestion box. Uh, we might have to break out the Stam Newton yeah. suggestion box. So it's like uh, uh, no sexist comments. Okay, there's that one. <laughs> let, let female reporters do their job. And really just reporters. Yeah, just let reporters do their job. Reporters do their job. Let reporters do their job. And it, you know, if somebody asks you a stupid question, that's one thing. She did not ask him a stupid. You know, that was like a legitimate question. And obviously, Cam Newton has a little bit of a history uh, being a smidge pouty. You know, in some scenarios, you had the debacle after the Super Bowl. I don't. We all have to imagine what it's like to to make it to that level and then lose the Super Bowl. It sucks, but. You know, if you're the face of a franchise, which he is, and you are, you know, paid what he is, which is a ton, uh, part of that is media obligations and learning how to navigate that. Because sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's unfair, and sometimes people are assholes. They are. Um, yeah. You, you have to learn how to manage that. That's part of the game. And that, that, that's where you have to say, we're on to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. You got to go mean, Belichick. And, and, go Belichick. And sometimes Just call people, it a day. Yeah. Sometimes people make fun of that. But, you know, it's very, very rare you're going to get anything like fodder or shenanigans or stupidity out of certain players or certain coaches or certain organizations because they just they know how to deal with it. You know, you think about how Peyton Manning and Eli have dealt with dealt with criticism um, and deal with that. And and you can always find stuff to, you know, pick at or find fault with. But and sometimes we laugh about the sound bites because they say a lot of nothing. You know what I mean? But, but and they do, but they also don't set themselves up for that. And exactly. you know, it's unfortunate to think that when the Panthers go up to New England and beat New England, which is a, a, a huge accomplishment for them to to do that and go up there and win that game the way that they did. Uh that's a statement game and they needed that. They needed that. And that he had a little bit of a his uh, really shouldn't say hissy fit, but he uh, you know, he kind of ran ran his mouth a little bit at the end of the game, talking about, "Oh, nobody wanted to talk to us before the game, interview us before the game. I'm not, you're not going to interview me after the game, whatever." And he goes in the locker room, so he has that, which was kind of like, eh, "I don't know if you want to do that, bro." And then he followed that up with the whole, you know, reporter thing. And I know people were digging up in her Twitter, and they found some stuff that she had said and dropped in bombs and whatever. I don't know, four or five years ago, and that's fair criticism too. She's she's a reporter; it's fair criticism, right? But yeah. don't take it out of context. What Cam Newton did, you know, I mean, he he deserves fail buckets for that. And he's been in the league long enough. And he's dealt with these things long enough. It really shouldn't still be happening. You know, when when did he come out? What does anybody know? What year he came out? Like, how long has he been in the uh, league? A year before luck, man. <clears throat> Eleven. Okay, so you know, six seven years. I mean, you've been in the league long enough, dude. You've been in the league long enough. 
you yeah. you got to know that better. should be a you got to know better. Yeah, you know that that's not a rookie mistake. That's not an innocent mistake. And so, you know, I, I know he's he's come out and oh, I guess we're gonna end up talking about it now. What the hell? What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Well, <laughs> and I, I know he came in. You know, he's apologized, but he apologized kind of late. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, and you know, if you make that kind of a mistake and you say that kind of deal, and I know, look, Roddy White was like, I don't see what the big deal is, and some people don't. All right, some people don't view that as a big deal, and that's really more of an insider a reflection into how they view certain things. Um, and I know some people get social justice warrior, the old SJW deal. And there's, a, there's always a lot of pushback and overreaction with things. People are, I would make the argument that we're in a hypersensitive environment and people get, they're, they're overly sensitized to virtually everything. And on one hand, it's super annoying, right? At the same token, if you just take a certain situation for what it is and you, you go, well, did what he said, did, you know, what he said was that a fair statement? Was it logical? Was it was it a salient point? No, none of it was. You know, it was a fail. It was fail. That's what it was. Big fat slice of fail buckets. Um, and he has to he has to own that. And it took him too long to own it. You see the pushback with Dannon. Uh, so that sponsorship is gone. I mean, he'll he'll. I mean, he's young enough. He'll recover. He'll make plenty of money. Don't you know? You don't have to worry about that. But I think what that really is, even though he's apologized, that's probably a little slice of insight into how he views people and. Sometimes with players or celebrities or stars, those moments reveal a bit of their thought process, a bit of their personality, and a bit of how they view people. And I think the ultimate reflection for me is to say, hey, whatever it is in the world of sports, we, we love sports, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, we love all that stuff. Uh, a lot of people travel in those circles, whether it's media or people that support the teams. And uh, I think it's a pretty tremendous thing. Given how hard people have to work to have any success <laughs> in the media, I mean, it's tough, dude. That's a real cut. That's a really cutthroat business. Do you remember it's when we cut. when we when we interned at, at uh, the radio station? I mean, like, I, I in my head, I remember going, "God bless, man." There's some ruthless people up in this piece, man. And there are there are people that there will, are man. that will climb all over you to get where they want to go, man. Yep. Climb all over you to get where they want to go, uh, and and uh, that that's a really that's a very very real thing, dude. Uh, but that's a cutthroat business. That's a hard business. And you'll hear some people say, well, women have to work twice as hard. Maybe that's true. You know, it, it's, a t- it's, a, it's a different it environment. It's a different environment for them. And, you know, it's a different environment for them. And I think we've come a long way since the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. And maybe that's a comment. I don't remember who. I think it was an ESPN reporter that said something like, that's something you might have heard in the 80s. I can't believe we heard somebody say that in 2017. You know what I mean? Uh, that's it, like a regression. And if, if nothing else, even if that's how you feel, and I, I would think all of us would say that's a stupid statement and that's kind of an a-hole thing to have said. Um, it, even if it was it's a, s- semi-innocuous, I can't believe he actually vocalized that <laughs> at a press conference and opened himself up to for all the criticism that's going to come with it, and deservedly so. That was it, stupid. Yeah, stupid. here's the thing, like, uh, for Cam, you know you're a franchise player. You got to play the game, man. You ju- you got to play the game. You got so many sponsorships. You're getting the big money from the team. Yeah, you're one of uh, the the key people in the league. You know the kids look up to. Like you got to play the game. You got to say the right things at all times. It's just that's just your job. If it's the backup lineman who's making the minimum wage, no one gives a shit. Yeah, like Cam. People are going to care. So, like, 
as much as it sucks, like you got to be buttoned up and saying the right things at all times. Yeah. Like even the dumbest questions like Belichick, he's opened up a little bit, I think in the last year, but like still like if, if there's a question that pisses him off, it's a one or two word answer and he moves on. Like just, you just move along. I know. I, I tell you what. Let's go ahead. We'll finish up that topic. Let's get right, uh. Right. Let's get let's get Matt and Randy in, um, and then we'll we'll just kind of dance around that and and you know kind of tighten it up and then move on to the NFL stuff. I mean, it, it's relevant. It's topical. It's probably the lead story with some things. And before it gets totally beaten to death, we might as well just finish <laughs> it off. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so that's okay. You, All right. Well, let's go ahead and get uh old Giggity Giles in here, man. Bruh, what up? I I may have to start your uh. Since everybody's a quarterback hog in the sports league, I got to dig deep, man. I'm looking at Jay Cutler and Hoyer. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> or, or golf why again? The, why in the hell would you look at Brian Hoyer? I don't know, know dude. I mean, I got to start somebody. I mean, they can't give me negative points, can they? I, you know, one year, one year, actually, I got negative points out of a quarterback. I forget who it was, and I was Probably like, Jay Cutler. I was like, you asshole. <laughs> Thanks, man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, just bananas. Uh, fantasy aside, though, how you doing, bro? Uh, not too bad. Just uh, <clears throat> frustrated over that lovely uh, overtime loss. Um, but <laughs> what can you do? Hey. I mean, at least it's, I, I can always say, hey, at least they had a lot of fight in them. But, you know, five field goals just isn't enough to to win much of anything, really. No, it's um, tough. Um, <clears throat> That's just tough. One of those things, I guess. But anyway, for... Uh, I figured I would explain the reasoning behind the Tom Petty ch- song I chose. This is actually the very first music video I can remember as a kid watching oh. of Tom Petty's. How so about does, that? So it does have a bit of a special place for this is my first introduction to Tom Petty. I don't even remember that video. I remember Mary Jane's Last Dance. I mean, I remember lots of his videos. I don't remember that one. Huh. It had kind yeah, of a cool. Mad Max vibe to it. Almost. I might have to dig that up just for good measure. That's a great thing about today, man. I know MTV is crap, but thank God for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, Vimeo exactly. or whatever. You can find you can find a lot of great videos uh, out there. So, huh, interesting. I was curious what your story was going to be. Fair enough. But, hey, man, look, at least the 49ers got some fight in them. They may not win a ton of games, but uh, there is a difference between teams that look like they're going to throw in the towel and teams that look like they're bringing bringing it to the best of you know their scheme their ability their talent level you know their limitations but they still show up to play so uh, hopefully they can maintain that over the course of the season because i don't know man it's it's starting to feel like uh not that i'm you know on the rams bandwagon but i think that thing's getting gassed up pretty good with their offensive production with Gurley and golf looks surprisingly solid and the just the job they've done you know, uh, just I don't know that anybody really thought they would be as solid as they are, and it's still early yeah. in the season. But I mean, they this is not like last year. I think they were three and one, but it was a fraud, right? right. This year, I think that's a legitimately good team. They're um, number one in the league in scoring. If you had that through the quarter pole, raise dude, your hand oh and drink an entire bottle of tequila. You, I hope you parlayed the hell out of that because you probably won a crap ton of money, man. <laughs> My God, uh, yeah, some yeah. We'll we'll touch on some of those, but there's some interesting statistics with the Patriots, with the Rams. Some of it's nuts. Some of it's nuts. Uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and get Whitfield in here too. And this is a this is kind of an inside joke, and nobody else will really get it, but Whitfield will. So that's good enough for me. 
What's up, yes, bro? Sir. Not much, man. How you doing tonight? I'm all right, bro. Enjoying my uh, my tasty beverage, <laughs> which yes. is which is legit. Oh man. Mm-hmm. A little free falling, dude. Classic, old school. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And you know, if we, if Mark was here, I'd even have a song for him. What would that Uh-oh. be? Uh-oh. Dedicated Uh-oh. to the Giants. <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> or I guess we could go breakdown. <laughs> Why not? Well, I guess the uh, Giants forgot the memo of waking when September ends and they're still asleep. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a couple Imagine of walks. Giants are still winless going into November. How much fun that'll be. Oh, my God. They might be coachless. If they're winless going into November, I think they're going to be coachless, too. I think McAdoo might be. I think they beat the Chargers this weekend. But. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers are terrible. By the way, one of my, one of my favorite, like, rando things. Oh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I love, <clears throat> I love this because uh, you know Madden glitches are always kind of fun, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's some real random ones uh, as of late. <clears throat> but I love this one. This was a headline on Daily Snark. It said, "Latest Madden glitch causes Charger fans to appear in the stands at home games in LA." <laughs> 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 is there <laughs> is there any stadium that it has has like a worse home field advantage <laughs> than than the Bolts? I mean, my God. Uh, Philadelphia West. Dude, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It looked like they were in Philly. I mean, there were players, like there were Eagles, like players on the field, like, you know, throwing their hands up to get a crowd rowdy for them. I mean, and they, they dominated all kinds of cheer. Now, look, the Chargers have problems. And I think it's hilarious that now people are like, should they just move back to San Diego? <laughs> I mean, you know. Spanos, look, th- th- look uh, Spanos, this is on your hands, dude. You butchered that thing in San Diego because you had a loyal fan base. You, you should have gotten it done. I mean, that's my opinion. They should have stayed in San Diego. They should have stayed. They, but they stayed. should also, if they gave Philip Rivers family tickets, they would have enough people in the stands to cheer on the Chargers. That's a good point. If you get all of Philip Rivers, that whole <laughs> family, not only do you have a, a peewee football team, you've got... You can fill up a section, a fa- a family friendly section of that stadium. Just don't Absolutely. don't. Be, you know what? He couldn't bring his family to the the Eagles game, dude. They they throw See, batteries at him. If they signed Antonio Cromartie and oh with my Phil God. Rivers, he'd have half the stadium full. There it is, right there. <laughs> <laughs> They'd also have your next great ad for uh, vasectomies for, just in time for March Madness, <laughs> right? Oh, but I'm dying at StubHub Stadium, dude. Yeah. No. I, you know, and I don't hate Philip Rivers like, you know, uh, Mark does, but it's kind of a shame. You know, I still think their their best opportunity was really under Schottenheimer, and they, they really shafted that guy. And Norv Turner kind of wasted that roster. And again, it's my opinion, man. It's my opinion. But you, you think of some of the some of the players they had on defense, some of the players they had on offense. And Philip Rivers is has at least been an above average guy. I know. I think he's led the league in like interceptions over the past two or three years. I'd have to double check numbers, but it, it's not good. But I mean, you know, he, he's had a, he's had a pretty productive career, man, and they've largely squandered it. Yeah, yeah, he's been well. He's been very reproductive off the field. Um, that's for sure. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I don't have that up here. Oh, you're kidding me. 
Oh, no. Uh, well, maybe had Philip Rivers learned to shake it off. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if he can't finish drives on the field, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that was terrible, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, it's like I, thing, though. but it really, it really is amazing watching. Cause you know what? Uh, there, there've been some tough years in Redskin land, and occasionally you, you go to a Redskins game and you're like, there are a lot of Giants or Eagles and Cowboys in particular, Steelers especially. If it's a bad year for the Redskins, I mean, in DC you have a lot of transplants up there anyway. You'll have a lot of opposing team fans up in that stadium, man. But, dude, I don't, I don't, I, have, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like what's going on in San Diego. I mean, that for real feels like it's they, they're essentially always playing on the road. It is amazing. Uh, but whatever it turns into, and all the jokes about them returning to San Diego, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, long term once the stadium is built, but I, I think they're just going to be the stepchild out there. You know, particularly, they if, particularly they're, they're, they're going to be the UCLA to USC. Yeah, like. Uh, um, excuse me, the Rams with that offense. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to start getting a few more fans there, a lot more fans there with that offense. And they're going to have, like, they're going to be like USC, get the crowd there. But, you know, the Chargers, I mean, I don't know if you can take your tail between your legs and go back to San Diego, but that's the smart move. Uh, I think there's some merit, at least, in having the discussion. I just don't know how that would work with. You know, current ownership. Um, if it was primarily about driving up the value of the franchise, he's accomplished that. He could probably, you know what I mean, to sell it and get out. But it's it's just perplexing, and it's a shame. Not that I'm a Chargers fan, I'm not. Uh, but they have a good history. I think they had a good fan base. Yeah, they had an old stadium. It's just a shame they couldn't get something done there. Uh, and, yeah. and now they're reduced to this because really they're a joke. They're a joke at this point, and that that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, but Spanos is just going to have to, yeah, those are the breaks, man. Spanos is just going to have to own that, buddy. So as far as the Rams, though, it's not that I thought we would lead. Oh, well, I guess we need to finish up Cam Newton stuff. Uh, So let's finish up the Cam Newton stuff. Uh, If you didn't hear it, we at least should play the audio from the postgame presser, although I would imagine most everybody has heard it by now. But here is here's the audio from this uh, from this piece. This is a big game Whoops. for him. Let me rewind that. <laughs> Does that give you a little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of trust the people out there? It's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Like, it's funny. But uh, fun is coming along, man. We're going we gonna, to – this is a – It's funny. <sighs> I don't know how funny that was. The reaction to it was not so funny. The statement wasn't so funny, and the fallout's not so funny either. So I would say, you know, again, we joked around about the Stan Newton suggestion box. You're going to get a couple suggestions from a lot of people. Journalists, fans, your franchise, your GM, probably the owner. Going to get a lot of feedback, and you have, you, you're just going to have to take it. You're going to have to own it, bro. You're just going to have to take it. You're going to have to own it because uh, the criticism is is – well deserved with that. Um, I do think you know. I I don't think Cam's a bad guy. It's nothing like that. I think that's just an. <laughs> it reflects poorly. The optics of it are terrible. 
Uh, he's got a lot of years left in him, or at least he should have a lot of years left in him in his career, uh, pending, you know, as long as his body holds up. And I, I certainly think he can recover from that. You know, he's done plenty of good things. I think a lot of young fans like him. I think he's he's with a, a good franchise, a good organization. And, you know, he, he's relatively likable. He's got, the, you know, a nice little friendly smile most of the time. Uh, but this is going to be, you know, a learning opportunity for him. Uh, as far as PR management. And again, he does have some baggage when it comes to, you know, handling the press and some, you know, people pile on Marshawn Lynch, but Marshawn Lynch doesn't give a crap about it. He doesn't care. He don't you know? give a damn. No, he doesn't give it. He doesn't give a damn, dude. Uh, but he, that's the thing. You know that about him. You know yeah. what to expect from him. Oh, sure. But he also does a lot. Of, he does good stuff off the field. He just doesn't. He's not out, you know, short of the whole Skittles thing. I don't know that Marshawn Lynch is, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that was hilarious. And that was really fun when that kind of broke out and got popular. But, you know, Marshawn Lynch, you know, I mean, he doesn't play that game. He doesn't want to talk to the media. He doesn't do it, you know, but he does plenty of good stuff and he's, and he's a likable guy. So you can, you can walk that line in some capacities, but when you're the, if you're the franchise quarterback, there's a certain expectation that you're front and center and you own certain things um, as far as leadership roles, the quarterback role, dealing with the media, handling the pressure, handling the failures, handling the success. And, you know, he, he's been criticized for celebrating when his team is losing, but he has a good play and he celebrates. He had the whole dab thing, which was, I mean, oh my God. I mean, kids are still doing that damn thing. Uh, and they still think it's a hoot. And and that's fine. I mean, he, he's got plenty of, of, of positives that go with him, but Handling the negativity is just one of those, I think it's still a weakness for him. And he, he's, he just, that's one of the areas he's got to grow as a person, as a player, and as a representative of the franchise. It's just, it's just a shame. I, I don't know how many people are all of a sudden, I don't think anybody's going to be like burning jerseys. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody somewhere is like burning the jersey for him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, look, he, he, lo- he, <laughs> he lost that sponsorship deal. And I think I, I, I think I said, I thought it was an ESPN person. It was Christine Brennan. Um, that wrote it, and she had a tweet. It said, this was commonplace in the 80s. Unfortunately, to hear it now from a young man is reprehensible. And, you know, it, it is a shame. And, you know, Ross Tucker, who I don't know if you guys ever listen to uh, the Ross Tucker podcast, and he fills in for Dan Patrick sometimes. I really like listening to that guy. Good insight, funny, funny dude. Um, a lot of good little pieces. And uh, he came out and he talked about it. Well, he had a couple of, of, of good tweets, I think, in response to it. One is, even if Cam did think the question was funny for some reason, um, how can he be so unaware to actually say that? It's his seventh year in the NFL. And, you know, funny is one of those words. There's funny ha-ha and funny as an odd. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't know if that got, that got lost in translation there. Uh, but Tucker had another a good tweet that I thought was, like, uh, pretty, pretty on point. He said, by the way, I know a lot of women that would be, quote, man uh, enough to stay at a podium and answer questions after they lost the Super Bowl. That was pretty strong. That was pretty strong. Mm. And then Lindsey Rhodes is one of the talents for uh, the NFL Network. And they had a, they had a picture, and it was uh, it's five women. And it said, just finished today's at NFL Total Access, for which the producer, senior producer, senior coordinating producer, and segment producer were women. Hashtag funny. You know, uh, again. Dude, let me tell you something. You piss off a woman, they ain't letting that stuff go, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. We, we all know this. Mm. Every guy yes. listening to this podcast knows this. Hey, look, keywords. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes. I, exactly. I, dude. Yes, dear. For 
On my wedding day, Justin, uh-huh. Amber's dad gave me a shirt that had yes, dear, and he said, just remember those words. That's, that's funny. That's all you need to remember. <laughs> yes, uh, dear. That's so, all you need to know. So I guess we don't need to belabor it, but but so much. So I, I think he'll recover. I think he'll be okay. Certainly bad optics, and he deserves the criticism from it. He's going to have to own it. Uh, I think he was too slow to do that. Um, losing the, the losing the sponsorship or the the stuff with Dan, and I think is reflective of that. But that there's a huge learning lesson in that. Huge learning lesson in that. And as far as the journalist, again, I, I know people went digging Jordan um, Rodriguez. I, I would think, but uh, if I mispronounce her name, my apologies. Um, and I know I know she had some questionable stuff, uh, old old school things in Twitter. And look, let this be a reminder to you that when you tweet stuff. If you if you piss off the wrong person, man, they will dig stuff up on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> they will dig stuff up. Uh, but if that. if you're going to be in the public, if you're going to be in the public eye, public life, in that kind of a role, you know, some of what you say is is it's out there in, in, in near perpetuity, man. Um, and that's one of those really really interesting things about social media and Facebook and Twitter and et cetera. Uh, she did apologize for her offensive tweets. She actually came out and said that from my Twitter account from four to five years ago. There's no excuse for these tweets and the sentiment behind them. I'm deeply sorry and apologize. So uh, she did own that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I would hope that's not an idea of like people really trying to victim, like, oh yeah, well she, look what she did. Let's victim shame her or something like that. Because that's always kind of tricky. Uh, Pretty sure that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, because really at the end of the day, Cam Newton's in the wrong. I mean, you can criticize her for that stuff from four or five years ago, but we're talking about that particular thing right now, today, this week. And, uh... You know, Sounds like a lawyer trying to prove their case and yeah. bring up old old stuff yeah, from yeah, what yeah. they did yeah. to try to make them look bad. And a little bit it, of it's a reach. Like at the end of the day, like if Cam had just had just moved along, it would be a non-story for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I certainly think so. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But oh, I have breaking news. Uh oh. Deshaun Watson in Houston just scored another touchdown on the Tennessee defense. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Uh, dude, they're they're bananas, dude. Kudos to Deshaun Watson, by the way. I've, Can uh, you imagine, whew. Justin, if they keep that offense up with that defense? Yikes! I liked. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, JJ Watt, <laughs> JJ Watt had a tweet after that game. It said, uh, "57 points. That'll work." <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, bro. I guess so. Uh, 57 to 14, and I don't know what the fireworks in that game would have been had Mariota not gone out. Uh, it's a shame he tweaked his hamstring, but the, really the, the rise of Deshaun Watson, and it, it's a good time to transition, right? The rise of Deshaun Watson it has been enjoyable. Um, I think we always need, you know, uh, in any given season, in any, in any given sport, you want people that are easy to root for. You know what I mean? Uh, you need bad guys too. Uh, you know that's why the, that's why the Yankees are so interesting. People love to hate them. You know what I mean? You got the franchises people love to hate, and the players people love to hate. The Patriots, Tom Brady, right? And then you've got you know the old white hat, black hat kind of deal. The good guys, the bad guys, and Deshaun Watson kind of feels like one of the good guys. You know what I mean? He feels like one of the good guys. He's got a, a tremendous backstory, and he's he's already done a couple of fantastic things, donating uh, you know his game check to the cafeteria workers. And quite frankly, he's put up some pretty fantastic numbers very quickly. And it does make you go, God, why didn't you just start that guy out of the gate, dude? Jeez. <laughs> um, but you, know, you think about lighting the Titans up, and I had 
obviously higher expectations for their defense than this game. I'm sure they did too. But, I mean, you know, Watson passed for four touchdowns, ran for a fifth, and it was a franchise record 57 points. And I think I think that's the most points that have been scored like in the NFL in like four or five years. I, I want to say the Seahawks stuck a 58 on Arizona, but that's like four or five years ago. So it's, it's a pretty significant thing. And I think we've given Clemson and Dabo Sweeney some, some love over the past couple of years. And God bless Shannon. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get Clemson – Alabama part three this year. I think that's through the quarter pole. Well, for college football, six weeks, dude. That's it's it's feeling like that's the barring some injuries or something really weird happened in the in the college football playoffs. That feels like that is right. By the way, who in the hell, who in the hell is going to be able to beat Clemson if somebody else is going to run the table and, and win this thing? Who in the hell can beat Clemson and then Alabama or Alabama and then Clemson? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, like it was funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about <clears throat> the Clemson-Virginia Tech game. I'm like, listen, I, I give Tech a puncher's chance, but Clemson has just recruited so well mm-hmm. over the last few years that the depth on the defense has really added up, and you're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. Like, if the offense had turned the ball over a lot, then they would have been in trouble. But, yeah. like, Kelly Wright is he's got experienced receivers. He's got a tremendous defense. Just don't F it up. And <laughs> how do you F that up? <laughs> well, it's not Clemsoning anymore, so Yeah, legit. Yeah, dude. Well we know it, Randy's it's... we know Randy's wife is a big Clemson fan. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, she loves him so much. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I brought up Clemson and Dabo is, you know, and I'm, I got to paraphrase here, but he did, talking about Deshaun Watson, he basically said if you pass on Deshaun Watson, you're passing on Michael Jordan, which was a really bold statement. And it's very early. This is a very, very small sample size. So you, you hate to gloss somebody up too much because, uh, look, you know, Robert. Yeah, we just four games into it. Well, we're four games in. It, it's early. It's early, okay? I mean, Robert Griffin was a pretty fantastic start. Look what happened. I'm not comparing those two guys because I think their personalities are very different. But there are plenty of players that that kind of pop and burst onto the scene, and then they fade away. They get figured out. And you're seeing, like, the challenges for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott in year two. You know, there's always a a, a little bit of a regression. But what Watson has done early on, and... You know, the Texans have been a solid team, good defense, a couple of nice pieces. You know, uh, they've had good – and Andre Johnson's career, I mean, Lord knows, uh, dealing with Matt Schaub for as long as he oh. did. Um, that, that guy probably – He's still going to be a Hall of Famer. He should, he should be. He should be. He's done good off-the-field stuff too. And I think uh, I loved – oh, my God, there was a meme – and it was uh, – I'm trying to remember who, who the uh, – it, it's Andre Johnson over – it was a Cortland Finnegan – that they yes. got, yeah, and it was great because it was Andre uh, Andre Johnson standing over Cortland Finnegan after they after he started punching the hell out of that dude. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty fantastic, and that's what this game ended up kind of being like. I remember that but, game, yeah. dude. He um, Cortland Finnegan that season. His intent was to get under every receiver's skin to make them mad, and you know, like they would get in fights. Mm-hmm. And, he succeeded. Well, yeah, he, he he succeeded yeah. in pissing off Andre Johnson to the point where Andre Johnson just manned up and whooped that dude's 
ass. Yeah, it, it takes something special to get somebody that that ticked. I mean, I know like fans are dropping the M bombs and like Terrell Pryor. He you know flipped the bird off at the end of that Chiefs game. And every once in a while, you'll see a player so like too, yeah. Dude. Every like, every once every once on. I know every once in a while you'll see somebody crank out some birds, but you don't see a whole bunch of like flat out fisticuff brawls, dude. You might see a couple of dirty moves in the pile. You might see in like an old Indomike, you know, you know, stepping on somebody's junk. There's a little bit of dirtiness in the NFL, but you don't see a whole bunch of flat-out fist-fighting beatdowns on field, man. Andre Johnson, yeah. dude, he was like, enough of that crap, bro, <laughs> and took him out. And the Texans just beat the brakes off the Titans, man. Look, here's the thing. Let me give you a couple of couple of uh, key numbers, key takeaways from this game, okay? Deshaun Watson, by the way, <laughs> first rookie quarterback with four-plus passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in a single game in the Super Bowl era. Okay? He's the first rookie in NFL history with seven passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in the team's first four games. Filthy. Filthy. And you you think about in that game, you know, just follow game flow, man. Texans are up 7-0. You know Watson's on a roll. He he hits Hopkins in the end. Uh, you know it's a red zone touchdown. Boom hits it, makes it fourteen to nothing. And then you know the Titans are driving. Marietta you know uh, books it for the end zone. Of course he goes out. He stretches out to get the ball inside the pylon, and he tweaks his hamstring. And at that point, it's twenty four fourteen. But next thing you know, man, you got Watson running for a touchdown. It's thirty to fourteen. Then you got Watson hitting Fuller for another touchdown. It's thirty seven to fourteen. Then you got Watson hitting Lamar Miller. Oh, I think did I say Miller before? I meant Fuller, and then he hits Lamar Miller for another red zone touchdown. It's forty-four to fourteen. I mean, it, it was bananas, and it was like a clinic. But I mean, he, he I mean, this is like several weeks in, and he's looking pretty fantastic. And ha- however people may have discounted him, I think one of the things that's very clear is is his football IQ, his feel for the game, and him like the stage is not too big for him. And no, when when you get to this level. To have that degree of confidence or an ability and to not shrink from the moment, to not Chris Cooley from the moment. I'm just kidding. That's a playbook <laughs> reference there. Um, <laughs> turtle up, man. Turtle up. Uh, <laughs> you know, to be able to rise to the occasion, there are always those players that somebody goes, I, I don't know how they, you know, maybe they don't necessarily look the part or maybe you don't think they have enough arm velocity you know, velocity or they don't do this or they don't do that or they don't have this measurable, but they have some set of intangibles. They have some, and God bless Randy, you should understand this, man, and I'm not making this comparison, but I'm just saying, like, if you're just talking pure physical stuff, you don't necessarily look at jump, I mean, you know, you don't go Joe Montana, man, best arm ever, but you know what, the dude was an absolutely incredible quarterback, and he, (laughs) at timing, placement, clutch, you know what I mean? Understood football, right? And there's always players that are like that, that they play big in big moments, and that can be something that defines who you are as a player, that defines your career. Again, very small sample size, very early. You don't know how it plays out, but at this point, when you look at him, it does feel like he's the kind of guy that plays up, that inspires a certain degree of confidence in his teammates, and that has a, a plus, you know, a strong football IQ, and is a, is, is a player. You know what I mean? There are game managers. There are people that that are successful, and then there are people that are like legit gamers. And again, it's early. We understand that. And maybe four weeks from now, we're like, that crashed and burned. What happened to him? <laughs> uh, people figured him out. Uh, so it's early yet, but I think it's 
you know, we like people to root for. We like good guys. We like good stories. Um, and he, I think he's very easy to root for. I think he's very likable, you know, and it just, he has a certain presence to him that lends itself to the success. Obviously he puts in the work. You, you don't do what he's done without putting in the work. Okay. We know that, but backstory personality, and he's, he's in an, a good organizational fit. And that's a franchise that has been desperate for a good quarterback for a long time. They've had a good defense. They've had a good this. They've had a good that. You know, but if if he is what it appears he is, then they're, <laughs> they're going to be pretty strong going forward. So, you know, whether you're a, uh, excuse me, a Texans fan or not, enjoy that, man. I, I think that's a good story. And I'm excited to see how that plays out over the course of the year. But, man, I'm actually kind of hoping I see some Texans games on TV, which I never would have said that. I think this is the first time I've ever said I kind of want to see some more Texans games. You Uh, get a Sunday night. Yeah, but uh, I kind of want to see that guy. I want to see how it plays out. Well, and who would have thought that two of the more exciting teams this year are the Rams and the Texans compared to what they've been in the past? Bananas. Bananas. Oh, and uh, on a – Interesting note with uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota getting injured. <clears throat> Tennessee went out and signed Brandon Whedon mm-hmm. as a precaution. Yeah, well, he knows the system, as they'll say. Uh, and he's non-threatening. You know what I mean? There's no threat of, of yeah. any capacity. The fans aren't going to care. Nobody's going to get up in arms, uh, other than the uh, predictable Colin Kaepernick <laughs> pushback. How come you won't because sign Kaepernick? between but. Brandon Whedon and Colin Kaepernick, Compared to Marcus Mariota, Brandon Whedon is more like him. I mean, he, it's, it, it, it yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, point, anything's better than Matt Castle. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, they're not looking to Brandon Whedon to come in there and like lead that team to glory, dude. Let's be real. That that's just, that's all that that's to me. That's are purely you saying system. no glory hole for Brandon Whedon? Like zero, dude. Zero. I mean, zero I think point, I think at this zero. point zero. I really think at this point. You look at it because Mariota is a mobile quarterback who can move the pocket. And if there was he gonna, if there was any place he would have signed with, it would have been Tennessee. I don't think he would have signed with the Raiders because Derek Carr is not that mobile, and they're a really a behind the center type offense. You yeah, don't but, see. I mean, Carr in the line in the shotgun. No, but so, they, but they have know. a serviceable back. They have a serviceable backup Emmanuel. You know what I mean? Is Kaepernick mm. gonna be? Is I, I, look? I'm not saying he's fantastic. Don't don't misinterpret that. But I think he's serviceable and he's been there and he, and he should know the system better than Kaepernick coming in cold. You know, if, if I agree with you there, if, yeah. if if it was like Indy and they brought in you know old brisket as we like to say, and honestly, Shannon, I was impressed with how much game the Colts had in the first half. Yeah, I, I really I was. was. I, I, was I really I was. was actually surprised. Wow. I, I think everybody was. They're like, really? Is this going to be the end of my, you know, death pool? Jesus Christ! The damn Colts going to take out the Seahawks? That's where I, I, dude, I, I picked <laughs> I against the Colts. I'm like, so ain't no way they beat Seattle. Right. In Seattle. But but the thing and is, Seattle like, down at the half. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. But I mean, like Tolzine, you knew Tolzine. I mean, that that was going nowhere, right? That's going nowhere. You knew they had to bring in somebody, and Brissett. You know, that looks like it was it was a, a good move to make. To just try to buy some time, all right. Yeah. But and there are going to yeah. be situations, Matt, where I think Kaepernick could come in and contribute. But you know, if the organization doesn't want to deal with it and they find a, a different systematic fit, 
I mean, nobody's going to go, yeah, brand weed, man. Pff, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. I can't blame them. No, I mean, but the, but they just may not want the distraction of it all. And, you know, I, I, I think would probably be like one destination where they would be able to handle it. Because mm-hmm. there's people in Oakland that are behind Kaepernick. Yeah. So yeah, but they... Jack Del Rio is not one of those guys. Well, true. <laughs> He's, he doesn't like the whole, <clears throat> you know, kneeling or protesting or anything like that he's not a fan of that sort of thing no he he's not but i mean uh he does have marshawn lynch doing well i mean marshawn doing marshawn so you know i i think i think that's a that's a fan base that wouldn't like go bananas there are some teams i think the fan base would go absolutely ape shit if you brought if you brought kaepernick in but anywho i don't know man i still think he's gonna end up with somebody i just don't know who and i don't know when I don't know, dude. I do. Thought the same thing about Ray Rice at one time, and that hasn't panned out. Yeah, but well, running back, he, nightmare. He, yeah, he was older, and his productivity was slipping. And I, if he had been a few years younger and in his prime, he would have been back in the league. I mean, it's too late for him now. How old is Kaepernick? Twenty nine. I mean, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I, he's not thirty yet, is he? No. So yeah, I mean, it, he he's got he's got time left. He's got time. Although his girlfriend has to stop lobbing racist bombs at, at people. <laughs> That's not, you know, you want him lobbing bombs in the field, right? You don't want girlfriend lobbing racist bombs at owners. That's going to make it really hard to get signed anywhere. But yeah, yo, Brandon Whedon. Oh my God. By the way, speaking of Whedon, did you guys see, and this is a, a real quick aside, did, um, Carson Wentz called out 420 and then handed the ball off to LeGarrette Blunt. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like, phenomenal. All right, let's let's see if the audio comes through. All right, hold on, hold on. Here you go. One fifty-four on the clock. They go to Blunt. He gets the first four twenty, <laughs> and they go to Blunt, dude. I was like, that is outstanding. <laughs> absolutely fantastic, man. That is outstanding. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Who caught- where where did you keep find that one? Oh, Daily Snark, man. I, I like nice. to rant in this on Daily Snark. I, 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 that site is so stupid, but it makes me laugh, man. That it's, is outstanding. Did you guys also see that? Uh, I love this headline as well. Uh, a few sites had this one. There is literally a dumpster fire outside of the Cleveland Brown Stadium right now. <laughs> 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 and it was great. That sounds about right. Yeah, it, after they actually they have pictures of it on Tuesday afternoon. The dumpster fire engulfed the area just outside First Energy Stadium, home of the Cleveland Browns. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> uh, uh, how fitting for the factory of sadness. Yeah, yeah, dumpster fire, dude. Anyway. Mm. Well, that's one of the, you know, again, a quarter stick of the season, right, man? You're like, oh, Browns are going to have some fight in them. And, again, they're they're young. They're young. And you got a young quarterback, too. You got to give them some time. You got to give them some time. But, anywho, uh, I, I, well, I guess, you know, as we round into probably needing to wrap up segment one here, <laughs> we should probably close out a couple of pieces. So, I don't know any 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 kind of takeaways from what what we've been discussing the past couple of minutes, Shane and Randy, Matt. Anybody in particular? Well, Oakland's going to have to um, figure something out with Carr out for two to six weeks. Well, he, he, wasn't he back on the practice field today? 
Dude, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying he should be playing, but I could swear like he was getting limited practice time in. Hey, I mean, if he's getting practice time in, that's great. But we're talking about practice. That, that, yeah. Yeah, it said he returned to practice field four days after breaking a bone in his back. Yep. Well, he's got the same deal that Tony Romo and somebody else had that same injury. I don't remember who it was. Oh, Cam uh, Newton. It's Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, Romo and Newton. Heal up, dude. Yeah. Heal up. Yeah. And by the way, kudos to the Broncos defense, who uh, they've been absolutely crushing their opponents' running games, man. Um, we'd have to go back and look at specific stats. But, I mean, they held Lynch to 12. Uh, I think he had 12 yards. The Raiders had like 24 rush yards total for the game. Um, but they've been locking down running backs, man. They've been absolutely locking down running backs. So kudos to them. That defense is good, man. Uh, although they're going to have to be when Simeon has those dog-ass games. <laughs> mm. But, uh, yeah, they're legit. But um, the Raiders are going to be an interesting follow over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, they were a pretty trendy pick from a lot of people as far as making a playoff push, Super Bowl push, threatening New England. And, uh, obviously, you think back to the injury last year, they kind of fell off the map when, when Carr went out. But it was a big ask, man. He's a pretty critical piece to that. Oh, incidentally, I don't know if you guys uh, saw this one. I don't, I'm trying to remember who had it. But um, but they were talking about the injuries with Mariota and Carr. And they said that um, because last year they got hurt in the same same weekend or same day or whatever it was. Yeah, right, here it, it was. Hurt again. Oh, yeah, it was NFL memes. NFL memes. I, I found it. Took me a second. Both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota have gotten hurt on the exact same day for two straight years. Hashtag Illuminati. <laughs> and I kind of laughed. So, <laughs> wow. So, really? Yeah, so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I kind of I kind of chuckled at that one. But so, so hopefully Marriott, you know, Marriott, <laughs> hopefully uh, he can get back on the field soon. Hopefully Derek Carr heals up pretty quick. But yeah, yeah be careful with that, dude, because you want to be there on the back end of the season. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, they, they might – I'd have to look at their schedule of the next couple of weeks, but I think they've got some – not powder puff games, but I think they've got some winnable games as long as Manuel is solid. Um, they're going to be okay. I, I hope that that car heals up. I'd like to see the Raiders at full strength on the back end of the season. You know, a tough loss to Denver, but – and that's going to be a tough division, but the Chargers are crap. Uh, I think it really comes down to how good, you know, the Chiefs are and how good the Broncos are. And it, it might be tough sledding if, if both of those teams are legit. And I think the Chiefs are really good. Uh, and you can make a pretty decent case that they they're that at certainly through the first month of the season are the best team in the NFL. But that doesn't mean they'll be the best team the last month of the season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't mean that. Yeah. But the first month, I, I think it's pretty 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 credible argument that the Chiefs are the best team in the league. Through, uh, I think Chris Farley may have said it best. What they're going to amount to. <laughs> what Jack Squat? <laughs> well, you think the Chiefs are? You think the Chiefs are going to go Chris Farley? Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there. You're not going to amount to Jack Squat. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I just love this soundbite. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you do. Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, look, if look, Green, look. San- Green Hunt. And uh, Tyreek Hill stay healthy. Casey's oh, going to go a long way. That offense is woof. Yeah. And and Travis Kelsey, I think Travis Kelsey and Gronk have to have like a dance off. You nice. know, because like, like that that just has to happen. 
It may. Oh, here you go. Kelsey this... and Gronk dance off off the tight ends, you know. Hey, Shannon, this one's for you. Well, Lodi freaking God! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn oh. business. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that may have been Amber at some point. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, uh, so Justin, yeah. I took the time to look up uh, <laughs> stuff for Denver and their rush defense. Mm. So, week one, uh, 22 carries, 64 yards for the Chargers. Uh, mostly Melvin Gordon, who's a pretty good back, 18 carries, 54 yards. That's yeah. That was week one. Obviously, we all know uh, – we know week two, Ezekiel Elliott held the eight yards on nine carries. Yep, yep. that was a big one. That was yep. a big one. And the Bills, even though the Bills won, they were held to 75 yards total on 33 carries. That's 2.3 yards a carry. For the team. That's ridiculous. Woo. And then, of course, you know, last week, you know, you get Marshawn Lynch only getting 12 yards on nine touches. Yeah. I mean, the team, the team as a whole, 15 carries for 24 yards and. 1.6 yards per carry. Yeah. I mean, that's a ridiculous stat. Yeah. They, 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 they're they playing some beast D, man. They've been playing some beast D. And, and, and the running backs they've been facing, they're not slouches. I'm that's surprised. The no, thing. These, are, these are good running backs they're facing. I'm surprised nobody jumped on that comment. Some, <laughs> some beast D? That's what she said. I mean, Shannon, that was like ripe for the picking for you. See, if Mark, if Mark <laughs> you know, was here, he would have caught it. <laughs> Well, maybe. Stop procrastinating, fool. <laughs> what is Mark up to tonight? He says he has a sore throat, but I'm not sure that's what he's up to. He said, oh, oh come on, Winamp. Man. <laughs> It'll wake up in a second, I promise. That's, hopefully, that's, that's what she's... Hopefully not. Mark... <laughs> Mark said, hey, man, don't poo me like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't poo me like that. Woo! Don't woo me like that. Well, yeah, there's that one, too. Don't worry. The Giants will be 0 and 9. <laughs> <laughs> don't poo me like that. There you go. <laughs> that would be a beautiful thing. Look, again, do you remember years and years ago when I was all bent out of shape when the Redskins got that, uh, well, the Redskins, the Cowboys, the Raiders, and there was another team, but the Redskins in particular, and like uh, they got hammered with that cat penalty crap, and I was like, I, hope, I was like, I hope the Giants suck from now to eternity. I was all bent out of shape for like, I don't know how many months, and I was so <laughs> pissed about it. And you know what's great is I don't think the Giants have done much of squat since. <laughs> and so somewhere somehow and the mean the mean part of me is like thank you <laughs> thank you for sucking and then you know i do have some empathy i got a lot of i got a lot of friends that are giants fans and i don't really hate the giants i, I don't um but look they've won two super eli's got two rings man i'm okay if they suck <laughs> i am dude i've lived through some pretty lean redskin years thank god thank god i've had some good packers teams to kind of fall back on and divert my attention jesus because the Redskins have been heartbreakers for a long time, man. But uh, th there's a part of the mean fan part of me. The mean fan part. And all of us have a mean fan in us. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, Shannon, like, you're like, F you, Louisville. You know, we all have a mean fan in us, right? <laughs> we do. Whether we make, whether it's, uh, you know, like, um, 
you know, Matt over there with Seattle. the pa- <clears throat> yeah, you you hating on Seattle or you know Matt hating on Chicago or the Vikings. You know, th- there's always that team you're like, good. I'm so glad you you found a way to f it up. <laughs> you know, and you kind of even even if you don't necessarily overtly gloat about it, somewhere deep inside the pit of your gut and your being, you're like, hell yes, thank you for failing. <laughs> I'm so glad. That you found a way to f it up and suck, <laughs> you know. That we have, we all have a mean fan in us. It's like a real thing with sports, dude. It really is. Uh, but anywho, <laughs> we might as well transition. We might as well transition because we got to get a segment two and like burn through. We, have, we didn't even talk about any baseball at all, <laughs> like zero. So we might as well tease a little bit of uh, the MLB playoffs. But um, yeah, I, you know what? I think it's a good time to transition out. Anybody got any wrap up thoughts? Or is it just time to bounce? Let's bounce. All right, cool. Uh, we are the sports. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. Of course, our home feed on Podbean and Google Play, man. Keywords are sports and brew. You know, and some days they might be sports and poo. That's more of a D-stat thing. But occasionally <laughs> that does happen. Okay? Occasionally it does happen. And incidentally, I sent that uh, I sent that meme, I think, in the Sports View chat. You know, they always have those barber memes like, you know, hey, fam, I'm looking out for you. And they do all these different haircuts. And it was this dude, there's this picture of this guy that just has this ring of hair, like, around his head, all the way around, like, his sideburns, his beard, and his hair. It's one big connected zero, and it was, like, dedicated to the New York Giants being winless, and I'm like, yeah. Mark, I would like to see Mark do that. I don't know what kind of bad bet it would take to get him to do a, a donut. I almost dropped the F-bomb. I don't know what it would take to get him to drop, like... A circle head, you know, like donut face, whatever. I think that would be glorious. I'd be willing Describe to grab the donuts you would like. A effing donut. <laughs> I would I would throw in some money if he would actually do that. I totally would. That would be so fantastic. But anyway, we're the sports pro. We'll be right back in a minute. And uh hell yeah, man. New York football giants, buddy. <laughs> Oh, even Bill O'Reilly knows. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Sounds like Ben McAdoo after some of those plays. Anyway, we'll be, we'll, we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back in just a moment, man. <laughs> All right, yes, sir, man. We had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back, and uh, we're trying to uh, warn Whitfield, man, to not get all like warm and comfortable and like hypnotized out with his nose breathing. That's for you, Lindy. <laughs> so wake up, Whitfield, wake up. Look, man, I'm actually going to give you all some baseball out of the gate. We'll get back I'm to football. Up. We'll get back to football. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, really, what I'm looking for as we get into the MLB playoffs, um, yay! Yankees whooped up in the wild card. Woo! One game. Um, I do think it's funny. Like if the Yankees had lost that game to the Twins, I, like like honestly, don't you think people <laughs> there would have been that whole pushback in the media of maybe they need to expand the wild card to a three game series or something? I do think it would have been legitimate. But uh, anywho, that being said, what I'm curious about, because I know uh, y'all are baseball guys. I enjoy baseball, but I'm not a baseball guy. You know what I mean? I enjoy it. I like the playoffs. Y'all are baseball guys. So what I'm curious about are a couple of things. Number one, what are, as we get into this and, and set up for the World Series and get rolling, 
what are the the big stories that you guys are interested in and maybe some you know key kind of themes for the playoffs or, or opportunity spaces for the teams or what do you want to see uh, it's just really a two-part thing it's you know what are the big stories that you're interested in and then my second part and I, it'd be nice if mark was here but uh, obviously he's, he's under the weather tonight uh, probably from yelling at the Giants, so he has uh, <laughs> throat, throat <laughs> issues. I'm just kidding. Put some honey on that bitch, Mark. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, I also want to know if wait, you guys... Wait, Arnold huh? just called in. He, he wanted to uh, chime in on Mark as well. On Mark? Stop whining. Yeah. You lack discipline. <laughs> but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach, you idiot. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, totally didn't get the one I wanted. Yes, yeah, so I would like to have the room, too. please. Fuck you. So shut up! <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> Stop being such being a such a pussy. Oh. Stop being such a pussy. You're a there fucking you choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. What? <laughs> what the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> 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 oh, anyway. That's what Eli's around saying. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway. What? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> You know what's bullshit? Uh, say what again? <laughs> say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> oh, what? God. What? what? <laughs> I love when you used to try to censor that soundbite, and now you just don't care. <laughs> now I don't care. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. I know I used to I used to go in uh, when I used to edit it and timestamp this thing. I'd take it. I would uh, I would reverse fuck so it was like Goof! you know it sounded all kinds of crazy now i'm just like eh whatever it's too much work now i'm like Easy. now dude now now i'm just like bill o'reilly man i'm just like no, we'll do it live <laughs> fuck it <laughs> do it live I, i'll write it and we'll do it live <laughs> fucking thing sucks <laughs> I, I just ro- i just roll with it dude <laughs> Yeah, just just, up nicely. Just got just got to roll with it, man. Just got to roll with it, man. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) You were able to break free of that. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? (laughs) Yeah, we try. Doesn't happen often. Look at Shannon with the break free reference randomly. Anyway, it's, it's so nice that you're able just to let that stuff go. I mean, it's just so nice. You're oh my god, really? <laughs> let it go, let it go. Is that what Jacoby Brissett did uh, against the uh, against the Seahawks? There, they let it go on that fumble that got returned for a score and that uh, those other things, right? <laughs> so, score the fumble. You think what? <laughs> The pick or the fumble? Yeah, with both. <laughs> both. <laughs> nah, man. You know what, though? That that kid hasn't been there. I don't even think he's been there a month. And no. he's actually played pretty well. I, so. I think, I I, yeah. No, I, th- I think you have to give him credit. To be there as, as as briefly as he has, all things considered, I think he's looked pretty good. I would say that he's played himself into 
a contract somewhere. It may not be an indie, uh, but I think he'll get another crack at starting somewhere. I, th- I think that's legitimate. Um, there's obviously a, a you DC. know a, a, a DC no uh, Kirk Cousins I I think has looked pretty damn good um, over the beginning of the season pretty damn good lost his top two receivers from last year yeah yeah you know and Terrell Pryor got to learn how to catch a slant <laughs> come on man you got to bring that stuff in and Josh Dotson come on bro that was in your hands dude. That was oh, in you your hands. You gotta, you gotta secure the ball and come down with that. You're you in gotta. the league, bro. You gotta bring you that gotta, one down. You gotta. But I, I think Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has been in fuego, man. Uh, so uh, the, of, of all the things that the Redskins may have issues with, Kirk Cousins, I think, has stepped up. Brian Baldwin, like this season is dedicated to you, dude. <laughs> this season is dedicated to you. Uh, so we'll see. But anyway, um, let's touch just real quickly. Let's touch yeah, on. I do think uh, real quick. I think Sam Jackson's got something to say about Baldwin talking about Kirk Cousins this season. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Check out the big brain on Brad. Oh, you I don't finished. know if you have the song, but. Yeah, Negro, that's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Well, I. I Maybe Baldwin dreamed a dream that Kirk Cousins would somehow surpass his elevated opinion of RG3 and actually lead the Redskins to some degree of glory. Maybe. And not just glory hole. (laughs) Anyway. Thank you. I was thinking that. Yeah, there you go. Man. So no SDM tonight. Our our, uh, little song for... uh, Oh, we haven't we haven't broken that out in a long time, dude. <laughs> I was originally I was thinking Nickelback, man. Never again. <laughs> right. That's Mark. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. God. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the Giants' uh, motto this season: wins, never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Mark, you're not here. That's why we're crushing you, bro. Uh, well. That would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> They'll figure it out eventually. There you go. <laughs> it's Chris, Chris Cooley's song. <laughs> it's just a playbook, man. This is a, He's a shower, not a grower. No, he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> he can break up the teenage, teenage, uh, teenage... Oh, my God. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Are you okay there, McGuffin? What are you drinking, man? English, Shannon. Do you speak the English, bro? <laughs> wow. This is classic.
Sorry, Chewy. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Anyway, all right. I don't know how we ended up on that, but clearly. Apparently not. Apparently not this time. <laughs> no, apparently not. No bang bang. Woo! Speaking of speaking of uh, teams coming up short, how about those New York Football Giants? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, by the way, um, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about baseball. We said we're going to talk about baseball first. Uh, let, yeah. let, let's <laughs> let's answer those questions. So, big storylines that you're interested in with the MLB playoffs, and then can the Nationals break free of the DC sports suck hole? Go. <laughs> well, I don't know about big story, but I kind of hope that the Nationals stay in the big DC suck hole. To be perfectly honest, because I hate those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate those bastards. Spoken like a true Mets fan. That's damn straight. Yeah, that's funny. And Mark would agree with me. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Think. Except he's he's in DC, so he's like surrounded. Unfortunately, yeah. DC. Winning the first round but losing to the Dodgers. All right. See, I'm just the opposite. Oh yeah. I think if they can beat the uh, Cubs, <laughs> I think if they can beat the Cubs. Don't they hurt can you. beat the Dodgers because they've got the bullpen that can shut down those hitters in the seventh and eighth. Well, we'll see. I mean, that you know. You got to settle it. You got to settle it on field, man. You, that's why that's why they play the games. I mean, it's but, why they play the game. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think to get to this to be able to win, you need three solid pitchers. Yeah, and Dodgers have one and a half. If you had to go on record right now and call your World Series teams, who would they be? Hmm. I mean, just for fun. I mean, like, I guess, you know, what do you think would be the most appealing World Series matchup? Washington and, and Houston. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Appealing? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking, like, appeal, like, national appeal, it would be Yankees-Dodgers. Is that going to happen? No. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I mean, realistically, I, I, I kind of well, like Cleveland. Houston's dangerous. Houston yeah. is extremely dangerous. I... I'm taking Cleveland just because of what happened last year, yeah. and I think they're like that next team that like needs to break that curse. Look, Joe Poo, man, they need to break out Joe Poo, dude. Look, I'm <laughs> telling you, Cleveland, if you if you get to the series, you have to bring Charlie Sheen out to throw the first pitch at one of those games. Oh, That's crap. what I'm got not even half last bunched. year. You you got to bring you got to bring them out. You got to bring that whole major league cast out i could do cocaine if i wanted to <laughs> look peter only if you share i <laughs> challenge you to a drinking contest oh sweet <laughs> instead he called me a fat stinking drunk wow well... <laughs> 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 anyway no dude i, I... 
I, I really hope Cleveland uh, gets there. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I would like to see that. I would like to see them actually, just because it was so close with them and the Cubs last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. And they had that, that what was it, 26-game winning streak this year? I, I mm-hmm. thought it was like 20. Was it 26? I thought it was like 20 or 26. Oh, it, it got up there. It was yeah. like 26, I think. Oh, got up there, huh? Shannon, that's what she said, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's like your 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 classic right there, man. You can't spell yeah. jibba jabba without the T. Lever it up, bam. Yeah. Knock it out. Woo. That's a nice donut. Boobies. Shannon, uh, you and I both know. Maybe it's severe talking, but you got a butt that won't quit. <laughs> I didn't know that was that soundbite. <laughs> you know it's funny i almost posted a picture today of like a it was an old like 80 year old couple it was of the husband grabbing the wife's butt Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like i almost posted it i probably should post it but i'll be like amber thank you this will be me this will be us when we're 80 i'm grabbing your butt nice no i think i don't think everybody wants to see dodgers and yankees I don't. No, um, well, I think I want, I want new teams. I'm talking, did it? I'm I know. Like, like I think nationally, you have more Dodger fans and Yankee sure. fans all over the U.S. Like, I mean, realistically, we don't want to see that. No, shit. Who, who's broadcasting? Is it Fox? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so Fox would be like, hell yeah, we take the Yankees and the Dodgers. I think that's yeah, a pretty L.A. and New York, yeah. the two biggest markets. I no, mean, I mean, you want that. Aaron Judge. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that sounds appealing from that level, but I, I find that to be, I think that would be a really, really unlikely outcome. Impossible? No, of course not. But I think that's pretty damn unlikely. I think Yankees Cle- don't have the pitching to get to the World yeah. Series. I think Cleveland's going to be an easy team to root for because of last year. Uh, look, the Cubs already had their their moment in the sun, you know, last year. Not that plenty of people don't root for the Cubs. Of course they do. Of course they do. Uh, but I think uh, you know the Indians are going to be a real easy one to root for to found, you know, to pull that back off. I mean, with the Cubs, obviously Houston's going to be an easy team to sure. root for this year as well. Uh, so I mean, AL. I mean, if you get Houston, Cleveland, I mean that's that's a toss up right there. But that yeah. that Houston offense. It was ridiculous tonight. Dude, the pitching, one of the smartest moves they've ever done was to get Berlander. Mm-hmm. That was a I shrewd mean, move. Berlander went out and pitched uh, seven innings tonight, only gave up four or four, four or five hits. It was yeah. A, it was a shrewd yeah. move. And they had to. I mean, yeah. it, they, they knew that they had a contender and they had to get an ace. And uh, they made a shrewd move. And I'll tell you what, man, like, Verlander struggled the first half of the season, but the second half he was lights out. I mean, that's he's, Verlander usually. He's always been usually a pitcher of two halves. It's either the first he's been strong, and then the second he struggled, or the second he struggled and the first he was on. He's always yeah. been like that. But two hundred innings, two hundred Ks—that's a given each year for him. All right. Consistency, man. That, that's all you want out of you know one of your workhorses, and is well, that and double digit wins as is, well. Is there yeah. is there any team that you think could could really come out of nowhere and just surprise people in the postseason? No, not no. really. Not okay. at this point. So I mean, think it's... If, I think if Colorado or or um had gotten in, they could have been interesting. Yeah. So you're telling me the but, Diamondbacks are not taking out the Dodgers? <laughs> see, that's what. I think they could. I think they could. 
Now, the problem is, is they had to pitch Grinky last night just to get in against the Dodgers. So yeah. that's he's not going to be able to pitch till probably, what, game three at the at this point? Uh, Matt, Randy? I think he could go on a – I think I heard today he could go on a four days rest. This so maybe. probably about game, game three, two. I would imagine. He could be even game two. Okay, so how about this? What's the World Series that you want to see? And we'll, we'll just rotate, all three of you. But what's the World Series that you want to see? I want to see Cleveland, Washington. I, I like the pitching of Washington and, and Terry Francona with that Cleveland, just that Cleveland team. I I, I think that would be a fun World Series. Okay. That's, that's me. Randy, what you got, man? Well, out of the AL, <clears throat> I think I want to see I want to I definitely would like to see Cleveland just because for so many years, you know, this team is just can't seem to get over that hump. Be great for the great for the city itself because let's be honest, that place really unlike NBA, everything else for Cleveland is pretty much just Look, the factory of sadness. They got a dumpster fire outside of the Brown Stadium. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so I definitely would love to see Cleveland. I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if I saw Houston, yeah. but I want uh, the way I see it. Dodgers. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> like I said. I don't want to see the Nats. The Cubs had their time in the sun, and I don't want to see them again. So <laughs> F the Cubs, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm I'm that type of person. With, like with baseball, basketball, I want to see new teams every yeah, year. I don't no, want to no, see that's fair. Old. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, what? So ultimately, what's the World Series you want to see? Uh, Cleveland Dodgers. Cleveland Dodgers. Okay, Matt. I really, I want to see Washington in either Cleveland or Houston. I'm fine with either one. I think, I think uh, Houston and Washington would be the better matchups. Is it? Is anybody pulling for the Dodgers to win this whole thing? Or is it, no. It's like no. <laughs> What that payroll did? No. No. <laughs> I like Kershaw, but that's pretty fantastic. Dude, that payroll, that's all I got. Yeah. So, uh, out of curiosity, as far as the Nats, what do you think about Strasburg starting out of the gate? Got to. Uh, yeah, sure. He's a little bit banged up. Well, so the, the hamstring, right? Yeah. He's yeah. What, he's scheduled for what game three? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think did they have to do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think they they give Jo game two, and then give Scherzer a little bit extra rest. Fair enough. I don't. I don't as far as me, I, I, I'm not super worried about it. I think uh, I would be happy if Cleveland won. I think it would be great if if the Nats got past the DC Sports suck hole. That would be that would be fine. I, I'm relatively neutral with the Dodgers. I don't particularly care either way. If they do, great. If they don't, that's fine. You know, I, I think the Cubs were a great story last year. Uh, I don't know that I need that story this year. I think I think for me the two most appealing are probably Cleveland and 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 the Nats, but I wouldn't have any issues with Houston. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, hopefully we get some good games, some good series, uh, and some good ball. And I did like uh, Chris Sale on getting crushed in the uh, postseason debut. I like this line. It's a bad time to suck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is, man. <laughs> and by the way, Justin, yeah, you just did say ball. Hey, man, somebody's got to do it, and it might as well be me. You said balls. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I got to. 
All right, Matt. No, it's cool, dude. Go get some rest. Um, Appreciate you hanging out. And uh, by the way, uh, prediction Cowboy Packers, man. More than a damn kick this year. That's for damn sure. (laughs) I ain't. Okay, uh, my prediction Dallas defense suck. Their secondary sucks. Aaron should be able to put 30 on them. I don't think Green Bay's secondary is as bad as people might think. And they should be able to get some pressure on Dak. So I'm saying 34-23 pack. All right. Fair point, man. Go get some rest, dude. Thanks for hanging out. All right, man. And uh, we'll catch you a little bit later, dude. All right? All right, buddy. All right. Salute, man. Guten Nacht. See you. All right. (laughs) That's all right, Woodfield. We know know, uh, after playing Ariana Grande, man, you got to go rub one out. It's cool, bro. (laughs) (laughs) not much of a nile there Uh, that's what Whitfield does with all of his porn (laughs) (laughs) that's right rewind that bad boy no I'm just kidding Wow, that was an asshole exit, wasn't it? Uh, that was not nice, man. Oh if well. I could have more lube. <laughs> I'd rub it out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do, do you remember the song "Rub It Out" or "Rub One Out"? Hold on, I think that this is terrible. I don't actually. Hold, hold on. There should be. Yeah, it's called. It's called "Rub One Out." <laughs> this, is a, this is an actual song, by the way. I should not. I should not play this one here. But I guess if you know, if, I, dude, you already teased it. You got to do it. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah. whoa! <laughs> Look, somebody cream to cream, and here you go. <laughs> should somebody get this as an intro song one time? monster soundboard oh, oh god. god do i do i still have that bookmarked hold on wow Whew. let me see I, I should have cookie monster uh, bookmarked because i i think god bless that deserves either that deserves either chewbacca or cookie monster one of the two man lord help us or the swedish chef maybe there you go That didn't work as well as I hoped it would, but <laughs> that's okay. So there you go. Rub, <laughs> rub one out, man. 
You know, it's funny, that actually sounds familiar. Maybe we have played this one before. Oh, is that right, Whitfield? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> sounds like someone's new entrance theme. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what did you call it? Free balling? Yep. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, look, man, <laughs> don't do me like that. <laughs> anyway, all right, boy. Hey, <laughs> rub one out, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> OPP, buddy. All right, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. We had some stupidity and some shenanigans. Uh, a couple of things. Let's tighten up and, and the business. Let's say it again. Are we giving each other the business? <laughs> There's no reach arounds here, buddy. <laughs> Shannon, we're not going to smack that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know what the hell you two do when you're both down in the basement, but hey. Uh, I bet. I'll, I'll know. You, you know who's probably a monster on the reach around? Todd, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Todd. That, I just meant when you're filling a growler, that's all. Because <laughs> what was the thing the other week? He, he, what was the thing the other week? He liked it dark and thick or something. <laughs> Man. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh God, stupidity! God, we haven't had any. Well, no, I think every week we have something that's extremely stupid. But you know, every once in a while, it's good to get reminded of. Like 20 miles from the rails at this point. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, what are you going to do? That's brought to you by alcohol. Yes. Alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. we got to regulate, brother. Anyway. <laughs> or, as we used to say back in the day, man. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're still going to drink. That's what's up. All right, <laughs> let's tighten up a couple of thoughts real quick. Uh, hey, Shannon, um, <laughs> uh, give you a second to talk a little bit about the about the Colts. Uh, obviously, the, the Seahawks turned it on late in that game, but it, it's pretty it's funky to think that it was tied at eighteen. Uh, Seahawks Colts, and really, I, I thought the Colts gave them a good first half uh, and really bleeding over into the third quarter. But by the way, how weird was it that that game was three to two in the second quarter? <laughs> How often do you see that score? Three to two, bro. Weird. Uh, I, it's it's always great on Twitter, like when you follow a game, mm -hmm. especially when there's like weird score and everybody's breaking out all the baseball references. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's um, gosh, everybody's breaking out the Mariners, and then like Indianapolis has like a double or triple A team, and they're breaking out like their their names, and it's it's just great. So I, it doesn't happen often. Um, Russell Wilson, I, it's so funny. Like because of his athleticism, yeah. The referees missed two calls, and the Colts 
Colts had to check both of those calls in the first half just to mm-hmm. get the calls right. But that the only reason is because Russell is so athletic. Like you couldn't tell like whether his knee was down or not on um, on um, like two plays. I mean, like they had the challenge, and, and it's like the first one for the safety. Obviously, you gotta do that one. But the second one, I think, was just like the knee was down, but it was it was it was kind of like a meaningless play. It was like a first or second down. Yeah, but. It's just so funny, like, when you have quarterbacks that are just so athletic. And it even happened tonight with Jameis uh, Winston. Uh, he got a pass off that they called incomplete. Mm-hmm. Belichick challenged it, and, and his knee was down right as he was throwing it. But the ball was still in his hand, so it was, you know, called a sack incomplete, you know, or he was sacked. No pass, so, the, you know, the down counted with the loss of yards. So it, it's just amazing how you have those types of plays. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there's a couple of things that stand out. A, I was pleasantly surprised how much fight the Colts had in them um, in the early part of the game. Although I don't know how much of that is a reflection of kind of the Seahawks kind of struggling. Uh, and I think that's part of it, but uh, I think, I think you get a little bit of mix of both there. Yeah. Like yeah. the early fight, and like the Seahawks thinking, yeah, we're just going to march over these guys, and they realize they can't. And you know, halftime comes in, and you're like, okay, we need to kick it up a gear. And, and, and the Seahawks could do that. Yeah, and they did. Like, not, not every team can do that, no. but like that home field advantage, dude. I mean, come on. Well, you know, like, of course, you had the fans booing them a little bit, and then it obviously it turns to cheers before the whole thing's done, but. You know, I I want to give credit to Brissett for that really nice uh, touchdown throw to Moncrief. That was that was a that was a money throw, dude. That was it a was. money throw. Uh, I think that's the one to put him up. If I remember correctly, that's the one to put him up uh, fifteen to ten at the half. Um, and then as far as Russell Wilson, that that touchdown run, it should have been in the third quarter, about twenty ish, twenty three yards, something like that. That was a great, great, great run by him. Yeah, uh, stretching out at the end. Uh, and Ironically, then, once Seattle had the challenge to make a touchdown, yeah, that that was a hell of a play. And then, and then once it started getting away from Indianapolis, it got away pretty quickly. Um, yeah. McKissick popped off a thirty-yard touchdown run. God, that dude looked like he was so insanely fast. Um, and you know, I, I'm one of the people that are stuck with, and from a fantasy standpoint, with a Seahawks running back, and it is a big bag of shit. <laughs> yeah. Rawls, Lacey. McKissick, Procise, somebody else, Carson. I mean, it's just a mess. Um, but really, the Seahawks D started cranking that up. You know, they did get the uh, brisket. I still, I, I want to call him brisket all the time since you said that, by the way. Uh, they got the brisket and caused a fumble, and, and Bobby Wagner picked it up, returning it for a touchdown. And really, at that point, the, the route was on. Um, but I was happy to see them, you know, that the Colts had, had that amount of fight of them for the, as long as they did. Um, but, you know, the, the Seahawks should should have won that game. They should appear to be the better team, and it took them a while to get going. But once, yeah, in, in the second half, it was like they kind of knew what they had to do, and and quite frankly, yeah. they did it. So um, yeah, they they need to consider Bobby Wagner running back. Man, he looked, maybe he looked so natural back there. Maybe. Uh, by the way, kudos to the Buffalo Bills taking it to the Falcons. I know they lost Julio Jones and and Sanu in the game. I, I know, but still, to go to Atlanta and beat Atlanta yeah. in Atlanta. You you get some dap. Uh, you get some dap, y'all. 
Yeah, and they're also three and one. Mm-hmm. And leading that division. Yeah, who would have thought the Patriots would be th- in third place after four weeks? I don't think anybody did. Uh, you had a lot of people kind of crowing about, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe that team going undefeated. Uh, boy, they were sure wrong about that one. Um, and w- we'll touch on the defense for the Patriots in a minute. Uh, ridiculously terrible. Uh, but kudos to Buffalo, man. That's a strong start to the season for them. A very, very pleasant surprise. It almost felt like they were fire sailing some people out of there. It almost felt like they were going to reset and reboot that whole damn thing. But Tyrod Taylor has had some good moments. The defense has certainly uh, played up. And uh, I think that's a quality win, man. To go beat Atlanta in Atlanta is a quality win. That, that's that's, a, a, that's quality a quality win. win. Uh, you know, you, you had a couple of miscues there. I, again, losing Julio, losing Sanu in the same game, that's tough. That's really, really, really tough. But, uh, you know, in the third quarter, you know, Falcons led 10-7. to and uh, Matt Ryan dropped back, and the Bills D got to him. They hit his arm while he was trying to throw, and, of course, it's a fumble. But, you know, only Buffalo acted like it was a live ball. Um, Jadavius White picked it up. Halt, you know, I think he I think he went like 52, 53 yards. Dude. It was 50-plus and hauled that thing in for a defensive touchdown to make it a 14-10. to Got to um, play to the whistle, man. You got to play to the whistle, buddy. Uh, unless it's Car- unless it's Panthers Redskins and the whistles don't count, you got to play to the whistle, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, I, I I was at that game in person, and apparently the whistles didn't count on that one. But generally, <laughs> generally, play to the whistle, dude. Um, you know, Bills had a fourth quarter lead, seventeen to ten, and the Falcons closed it, dude, seventeen seventeen. But and God bless Tyrod Taylor, man. He he popped off a bomb to Charles Clay and and Hauschka. Uh, Hauschka, give that dude some credit. I'm surprised Seattle let him go but um for whatever reason contract money whatever that was uh Hauschka hit his 10th consecutive field goal of 50 plus yards so it's not just nec- a big leg yeah not necessarily his 10th consecutive in a row period but uh field goals that are 50 plus he's hit 10 in a row of those damn things um uh, put him up 2017 and then uh Ryan had one of those throws that got tipped up by the receiver it's just a little tater tot up for grabs, and and the bail, uh, you know, the Bills D grabbed it. They ended up getting another field goal to go up twenty three seventeen, and it's really where you were. But you know, kudos to them uh, through through the first month of the season. That that's a good job by Buffalo. Pleasant surprise, and you know how Bills Mafia is, man. They're they're all like uh, they're celebrating with some dirty Sanchez's or whatever else is going on. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. Apparently, that's gone down to Dallas. Dallas had a couple doing that the other day. (laughs) Dude, they're hitting the hole so hard. You know, Dallas fans and Buffalo fans, you'd think that Trent Richardson would be up on that train. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, hey, the Dallas fans are hitting the hole harder than Ezekiel Elliott. Whoa, hey. Dude, you got to break out Quad City DJs on the train on, on your blast. You want that? All right, all right, all right. You got Quad to, City DJs. Wow, buddy. You broke out the train, dude. You got to. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's you got to give me that one. Millennials are going, what the hell is that? <laughs> was that like something like 92, 93, something like that? Something like that. Incidentally, I also love uh, Larry David, who's a huge, huge Jets fan, is all pissed off that the Jets have won two games. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fantastic, man. I don't know. I, I haven't. I did not pre-check the sound, so 
if it's bad, I'll just chop it out. But let's uh, let's give it a play. Your Jets are doing great. Oh God, please! Wait, you what's wa- wrong with that? Wait, no, you won two games. Yeah. No, I don't want to win oh. any games. <laughs> I'm sick about this. What if I can give you Josh Rosen at UCLA or Sam Darnold? Which one? Which quarterback do you want with the Jets? I gotta go with the Jew. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty fantastic, man. Pretty, pretty That's fantastic. Yeah. And by the way, Cleveland, good chance they're going to get three in a row. Yeah, buddy. Or Jets, or they're going to get three in a row against Cleveland. Excuse me. Who and Ra? I know. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. Um, we didn't. <laughs> We didn't really uh, go over this whole thing earlier, but uh, we did talk a bit about the Rams. Excuse me, Rams 35, Cowboys 30. Uh, and the Rams, by the way, we touched on it. They're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And in my notes, I was just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's weird. It's weird to think about. Uh, and another thing that was kind of odd is that the Cowboys could not hold on to the lead in that damn game. Because they had it several times. They just couldn't do it. Uh, but uh, I remember this. As far as the Rams, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I, I think that I think people are gassing up the bandwagon. They may not have hopped on yet, but I think they're gassing that thing up. So the Rams have 142 points through four games this year. Do you want to wager a guess what they had in 16 games last year? 300 something. 224. Oh my gosh! So uh, they're going to eclipse that pretty quickly. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so as far as the Cowboys, we talked a bit about, you know, year two for Dak and some of the challenges that were going to be there for him. I thought I thought Zeke would have a stronger start to the year. I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, uh, it hasn't happened. But I, I think some of that, you know, uh, you're, you're hearing people question, you know, Des Bryant. Um, has he lost a step? I mean, obviously he's still very physical, but has he lost a step? What's up with Zeke and what's up with Dak? Uh, obviously some limitations on defense, and maybe they're not getting some of the breaks they got last year. So 13-3 and three last year. But here's the thing you got to remember. All right, if you take out the 13-3 and three year, the Cowboys are 40-40 and 40 over the last five years. You know what I mean? So this is probably more a regression to the mean for them. Uh, it's still early yet. We'll see. Maybe they can kind of put this together and right the ship. Not that I'm rooting for that to happen. Obviously, I like the Redskins, I like the Packers. So I'm okay if the Cowboys go fail buckets. It does not bother me at all. Okay. I was going to say, didn't they lose uh, an offensive lineman or two in the offseason? We'd have to double check. We'd have to double check. You know, but it's just it, the some of the, you know, a little bit more challenging for them for them this year. You think of this particular game, it was second quarter, and, and Dak really, one of the things I really do like about Prescott is that he does a really nice job of kind of getting out from pressure and escaping, you know what I mean, and just spinning out or running out or rolling out or whatever that is. He's got, what do they call that, escapability? You know, Prescott's got that. And I also think he's, you know, he throws really well on the run. There's a couple of quarterbacks that just, you know, you flush them out of the pocket and they can still just kill you with the throws. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Dak, you know, he's still, it's still very early in his career, but he seems to have that, that flush out rollout mojo, you know, and and that's you know if you're a Cowboys fan, it's good to see. He's got some daring do and and popping off some big throws, and you know there's a point in this game, and the Cowboys are up seventeen to six. They're up then they're up twenty four to thirteen, and you get to the second half, and it's just it was like here come the Rams, dude. You got Todd Gurley hurdling over people. 
Um, you know, that sets up a field goal to make it 24-19. And then, you know, they get the ball back and golf hits Todd Gurley for a 53-yard touchdown. And it was just that was, that was an, beautiful. That was by a the way. yeah, that was an incredible play by Gurley. Just embarrassing the D, man. It looked like he, you know, usually you talk about breaking ankles in basketball. There was a defender that just looked like he collapsed <laughs> on the field in front of Todd Gurley. It was great. Um, you know, and he just cranked up the Jets and he got in the end zone. It's 26-24. Rams take the lead. You know, in the fourth quarter, it's 29-24. And the Cowboys have the ball. And, and Dak gets hit as he's throwing in my notes. I just wrote, it's like the Werfel rainbow, that really sad kind of pop up and pop down. Ball goes up, and, and the Rams come up with that for the interception, and they get another field goal. It's 32-24. And, you know, still, Dallas was fighting back. Uh, Dak Prescott hit uh, James Hanna, who, who? Yeah, pretty much, for a 28-yard touchdown. And that, that was Hanna's first touchdown in the six-year career game. So don't, don't uh, you know, go waiver wire requesting him in fantasy. <laughs> don't, don't waste it, man. Uh, but they had a, a failed two-point conversion. Don't with a, do it. Don't do it. They had a failed two-point conversion uh, with a butterball drop in the end zone. And the Rams are up 32-30. And, you know, Zerloin, what did he hit, like seven field goals in that damn game? Seven field goals. Good God, dude. It just, it Justin, got, I do have to ask you. Yeah. And I'm sorry to, to ruin your flow. but No, it's okay, man. You you mentioned a warful rainbow. Yeah. Can we songify that or no? Would Joe um, Flacco get pissed at us? Would he return? See, would he yeah. return to Sex Panther Cologne just because of that? It, it, Joe Flacco might need to return to Sex Panther Cologne, but you start wearing because really the only thing the only thing that Joe Flacco is fucking these days is the Ravens. You know, chances of anything in the postseason and their standings, Woo! dude. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> but also, you have to remember, dude, dude, the dude, whole dude, thing with the dude. Flacco rainbow. It was actually a completed pass for a touchdown. Yes, this is a little bit different. Look, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Look, man, it's 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 like uh, Days of Thunder. Do you remember this? It's like Days of Thunder, man. Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens offense. It's like a monkey fucking a football out there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, for anybody that's never seen, it should have been Days of Thunder because it was like, was it was Tom Cruise in that damn movie? But anyway, that's one of my favorite lines from that movie, and I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember a ton of it, but that's that's what one dude drops in there because they're having all these issues, and it's just yeah, <laughs> bag of fail. And I I don't know, man. Flacco got paid, and it's just that run in the playoffs was magical, mystical, and a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, they've, they've just kind of been on this, like, downward slide since. And I know he had a back issue, but th- I think they have, like, the worst offense in the NFL right now. Yeah, 32nd ranked offense. In NFL. They, they've Look, the Ravens have lost by f- a combined 54 points the past two weeks. Mm. All right. Steelers beat them 26-9, to and the, the Jaguars beat the brakes off of them. The, look, let me tell you, the, the highlight for the Ravens in that game was Terrell Suggs running out of the tunnel in a Bane mask. Okay? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. The Ravens suck. The Ravens suck, dude. Yeah. You know, and the Steel- the Steelers, they're not quite right yet. I mean, I know, you know, Antonio Brown's out there beating up Gatorade, you know, jugs or coolers or whatever. Bro, settle down, man. Settle down, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, they got Bell back in the game flow. Bell looks like he's finally rounding in the game shape. Um, 
he had 144 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and he's starting to look like the Le'Veon Bell that we expect him to look like. And I look, I, I know that you know Roethlisberger didn't either didn't see, didn't go to, whatever the case may be in the second quarter. Um, he ended up doing like a little dump down, check off, whatever to Le'Veon Bell. And I mean, Antonio Brown had a beautiful move to get open. He did. He had a beautiful move. And he probably would have torched the defense for a damn touchdown, probably. But you know what? You still won. Your team won 26 to 9, dude. You don't need to go all crazy and blow up Gatorade coolers. It's okay. Relax. Yes. Take a cue from Aaron Rodgers and relax. Okay. Unless you're a Dolphins fan, you probably shouldn't relax because your team sucks. <laughs> your team sucks. Dolphins, by the way, uh, dude, when the Saints shut you out, you're not doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Dolphins finished that game with 185 yards. Their fewest since 2013, and they shut out loss to the Bills. Jay Ajayi, by the way, was born in London. It's kind of a neat homecoming for him until they played the he game. Did, he didn't do squat. No, until they played the game. 12 carries, 46 yards. And the Dolphins offense under Jay Cutler, uh, and, and I had reasonable, I think a lot of people had reasonable hopes for you know, the Cutler Gase reunion. Six points in two games. Big bag of barf. Granted, the Dolphins had a nice nine minute drive to start that game. Uh, Cutler threw a fade into the end zone. And quite frankly, I think Julius Thomas lazed that, uh, got lazy on that one and didn't really fire for that ball. That's my opinion. But it, it wasn't a great throw. <laughs> it wasn't a great throw either. And of course, it got picked off. But, you know, and then the other thing, what in the hell, dude? Why the hell are they running the Wildcat with Jay Cutler standing out there <laughs> as a wideout looking like he's wait, waiting for a smoke break? You know they have that smoking Jay stuff? Like he, looked like, he, he looked like he needed to be burning some heaters out <laughs> like as a wide receiver, man. It made no sense. Stop doing that. <laughs> stop, stop doing that. That's terrible. Kudos to the Saints, but, dude, Dolphins fans, man, y'all in trouble, bro. <laughs> y'all in yeah, trouble. Y'all <laughs> in trouble. Because that offense needs to figure it out really quickly. They got good skill position players. They have a good running back. And Cutler, who can be maddening and weird and all kinds of stuff, he's got an arm. And I, I just I expected more out of them. I think most people uh, did. But, how many more games before we see Matt Moore as a starting quarterback for Miami? I'd say one more. If, he, if Cutler stinks this no. one up, Matt Moore's going in. Come on. You think so? You can't if you're a head coach, you can't screw around, man. Uh you gotta try something. We'll see. I, I I'm gonna give Jay a few more games. I don't know about one, but never know. Uh kudos to the Lions, by the way. Uh do you guys uh, did you did you realize that the Lions actually lead the NFL in turnover differential? Uh no, I did not. They're plus nine, buddy. Wow. Plus nine, so a uh, surprising effort out of that defense. The team is, it's, I, I, as Rich Eisen might say, sneaky good. Shame about Dalvin Cook. I think that's really, a, a really unfortunate for the uh, Vikings. Tough break to the season because you know Sam Bradford comes out and lights people on fire in Week One, and then he's uh, got a yeah. bone bruise in his knee. And Dalvin Cook looking, I mean, just looking really good, man. And then having that non-contact injury, just going down, tearing his ACL in the third quarter. God, that looks. That looked- ugly yeah that looked that looked bad you kind of knew you kind of knew right there but uh, lions win 14 to 7 um kudos to them it, it but again for the vikings man bad break man bad break with bradford and then dalvin cook that's just it's it's such a shame 
Um, and you, it, people have been floating weird rumors about them trying to trade for AP. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I don't think AP really has a lot left anyway. And I don't know that that's in their best interest. Well, they signed Stephen Ridley today, so I, I don't think they're trying to trade no, for AP. I mean, uh, yeah. Latavius Murray has some lingering injury issues. I think you know they got McKinnon, there's Ridley. They've got a lot of guys, but. You know, if they're going to be down to what Case Keenum and like Rando, you know, running backs, it's probably not looking that good for you in Minnesota land. Let's be real. And uh, Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, it's like the Price is Right, man. Come on down. Come on down. That's right. Uh, we'll see how that goes. That might be disastrous. And again, thanks to the Green Bay Packers for keeping this beating the crap out of the Bears streak going. I thoroughly enjoy that, by the way. Hmm. We talked a lot about Cam Newton. I don't think we spent a whole bunch of time as far as on Panthers Patriots. Uh, game finished up thirty three to thirty, and the reason I want to bring this up is, and, and yeah, the Patriots beat the Bucks Thursday night. Good for them. I don't know. That doesn't mean a ton other than they got the W. And I, you know, it's funny, you know, Lindy. I don't. Did you take the Patriots defense on vacation with you? I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking, bro. <laughs> Look, the, the Pats up until the game tonight. I haven't checked stats tonight, but. Um, you know the Patriots uh, when they lost to the, the lost to the Panthers, they had given up they've they had given up thirty two points for the second straight week. Their defense was terrible. Offense at that point was the most efficient in the NFL, but the defense was the least efficient in the NFL. All right, they've given up more yards than any other team in the league, and the second most points only to the Colts. They've allowed four three hundred yard passers, unless Winston passed for three hundred, and then it's five. All right. He did. He threw for 334 <clears throat> yards. I was so going to say that that fourth quarter, man, he he got about a buck 50 in that fourth well, quarter. Oh, there you so go. So they have allowed he, he five five 300-yard passers. Ugly. He was pretty high. Yeah. Hey yo. Fun factoid. The Patriots, and again this was pre-Tampa Bay game. All right. The Patriots have allowed a 461 yards per game so far this season, and that would be the worst since 1970. They had allowed they allowed, they allowed 128 points in their first four games, the most in team history. So I mean, the defense is crap. The defense is crap. They they have their work cut out for them. Even if the offense is productive and good, but that defense is going to do them in unless they can kind of tighten that up and figure that out. Uh, as far as this particular game in the fourth quarter is a 23-16 Panthers lead. Uh, Carolina had the ball at first and goal inside the ten. And uh, Cam had the keeper and ran it on in. He is the first quarterback with 50 rushing touchdowns. Dang. Uh huh. I actually thought maybe Vic would have done that. I thought maybe a, a few people might have done that. But uh, kudos to Cam on that one. It gave him a 30-16 lead. And then, uh, you know, the Pats did claw their way back into that. They had first and goal from the eight. And uh, Deion Lewis broke off a run to the pylon, made it 30-23. Uh, pet, you know, the Pats held the Panthers on the next drive. They got Hightower back, which I think is critical. He sat... Uh, Cam Newton and the Patriots went ahead and drove down. They had fourth and goal from the one. Uh, Brady hit Amendola in the back of the end zone. Made it a 30-30 tie game. And this is where, you know, it, it gets kind of tricky. Uh, it looks like the Patriots were going to be able to hold the Panthers. It was third and seven from their 33. But the Patriots got a defensive penalty on an arguably ticky-tack call on Gilmore. Uh, and the Panthers ended up driving down the field. And, of course, Graham Gano. It's a 48-yard field goal for the win as time expires. 
great game by Newton. Three three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. You know, again, fun factoid. Okay, Cam <laughs> Cam's fiftieth rushing rushing touchdown in that game. Uh, random factoid. So, of uh, players that have fifty plus rushing touchdowns and five plus passing touchdowns in NFL history, anybody want to guess at any of the names on this list? Again, hmm. fifty rushing touchdowns, fifty plus, and mm-hmm. five plus passing touchdowns in NFL history. LT, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. Good guess. How, how many? Four. Other than Cam, All right. four. All right, so Ladanian. Mm-hmm. Steve Young. No. Nope. No. Because Cam's Targetson. Cam, Cam's the first quarterback to hit fifty. So you oh, you got to you got to go running back. So we got LT. Um, LT. I'm just gonna tell you got you got to go old. You got to go old school. Gale Sayers. Not that old school. Although, well, all right. I'm I'm gonna give you one because nobody's gonna guess it. Paul Horn. <laughs> Paul Horning. Paul Horning's one of them. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two clues. I want you to think Bears. Walter Payton. Walt, Walter yeah. Payton's one. And I want uh, I want you uh, I'm gonna I say Raiders and Chiefs, Marcus Allen, Marcus, Marcus Allen. Allen yeah. Yep, the, the, the I mean that's a hell of a list. I mean it's running backs, that's but it's, it's a hell yeah. of a list. So uh, pretty fantastic. So you know, good for him on that. And uh, yeah, it's it, you know it, it's kind of fun to think of the running backs with the halfback option and some of that stuff. But and L- LT was good at that. LT was good at that, dude. He was. He yeah. had a. Like a game or two where he did a pass, a run, and a catch as yeah. a touchdown. Uh, incidentally, uh, just because I don't know that if, if if we mentioned this before, um, as far as Buck, obviously the Patriots beat the Bucks in Thursday Night Football, and I think that's the first time Belichick's played down in Tampa, which is, or played the Bucks down in Tampa, which is odd to think about. Anywho. When they played in Tampa eight years ago, it was um, the uh, London game. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that week they were like, a lot of those fans were pissed because they didn't know if they'd ever be able to see Brady in Tampa or not. Well, they got it. They got it tonight. They got it. Uh, but as far as the, the Bucks giants uh, that was the second straight game. And the reason I wanted to go back to this just for a moment uh, Eli had a pretty productive game, 30-49 of 49 for 288 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And Eli Manning actually scored the Giants' first – check this out. Manning scored the Giants' first rushing touchdown of the season. That's sad. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Uh, That's just sad. <laughs> Giants are 0-4 for the first time since 2013. Of course, that year they finished 7-9 and missed the playoffs. But – uh, and by the way, uh, uh, Becca, man, kudos to you for getting your finger bent back in place and going back in that game. Uh, that still they have of his finger getting dislocated on that catch is fugly nasty. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a wee bit. This is the second straight week that the Giants lost on a last-second field goal. They are the first team since the 2006 Eagles to lose back-to-back games on a field goal as the clock expires damn yeah and of course it's funny that the eagles are one of those teams that got them this time around uh sort of rando on that one uh really i only have one other game that we really haven't discussed that i wanted to get to oh 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 before i forget before i forget uh kudos to troy by the way 
for sticking it to LSU, man. Uh, winning that game twenty four to twenty one. Um, but I don't I don't know what they got paid to be their homecoming patsy. Probably close to a million dollars. All right. But they went down there, they handled business, and they they beat LSU at LSU. And poor Ed Orgeron, probably the proverbial should just be a coordinator, not a head coach. But I loved Troy's Twitter account. They wrote, at LSU, thanks for having us down for the homecoming. We really enjoyed it. <laughs> that was so savage. LSU, buddy. <laughs> Do they are they going to end up firing or buying out or firing Ed Orgeron before this year is done? I don't know, man. I I hope not. You you got to give that gap more than just a few games. Got to give him at least two or three years. Like if you really want to see if a coach can make it or not, you got to give him a few years. You well, can't. At, at some point, man. Sometimes you just know he's not the guy. And if if they get to the point that they somebody's got a lot of hum going on over here. Uh, if they get to the point where they believe he's really not the dude, they might be better off just getting the guy out of there. Um, I've heard people chatting about his interference or trying to call offensive plays. Ed, y- y'all hired y'all hired an OC. Let the OC call some plays, dude. <laughs> get out of the way. As Ludacris might say, move, bitch. I was going to say, yeah. where's Ludacris? <laughs> where's Ludacris when you need him, man? Move, bitch. Get out the way. Like, for real. <laughs> like yeah, the, the hum was uh, me, so I'm holding the mic right now. No, it's okay, man. You you do what you got to do. I was just trying to figure out who that was. All right. No, that was me. Yeah, it's, so I'm it's, trying to fix that right now. You will, you'll be good. But uh, kudos to Troy, man. That was uh, Troy's second win all time against an SEC opponent. So thanks for the payday and for the dub. Not shabby. Um, all right, all right. Don't yeah. say it. I don't know if you have it in front of you, but out of curiosity, would that other win be a bit be against Ole Miss? I'd have to look it up, bro. Okay, I'd have to look it up. Oh, as I'm, I'm as <laughs> you know, I still have my uh, my Rod Gardner. Well, the remnants of my Rod Gardner, but I want to say thank you to uh, Mark's brother Matt for hooking me up with some Hopsecutioner on my birthday. I'm having one of those tonight. Nice. The Terrapin, yeah, Terrapin beer, the Hopsecutioner. Man, that's a good IPA, buddy. Speaking of Hopsecutioners, man, I like how George Foreman, who's 68, called out Steven Seagal, who's 65, <laughs> and looks like he's absorbing all the weight around him. Like, there's some gravitational pull with Steven Seagal. And George Foreman, who's a big dude, too, challenged Steven Seagal to a boxing match, man. Come on, man. Seriously, y'all? Seriously. <laughs> Random as hell. That'd be like one or two punches. They'd be all winded and like. Yeah, they'd be done, man. Punching at air. Yeah, they'd missing. be done. They'd be done. They'd be done. It would be terrible. Um, the other game that I really want to talk about, and then we can just do randomness and get the hell out. Uh, Redskins Chiefs, and the the final score isn't indicative of what that game was. Uh, you know, it's twenty nine twenty at the end, but part of that's because you have one of those weird, stupid lateral <laughs> parties that ends in big fat bags of fail. Um, that was a really, really good Monday Night Football game. Uh, yeah, that, I, I think um, they even mentioned it on the air, like they have finally got a good slate of games. And I, I thought Washington would give them a really good game. I just didn't think it would be that good. 
to go in the Arrowhead um, and play that well. That was a that was a, that was a statement game. It's a shame that they you know they lost Josh Norman. They had several they had several people get hurt over the course of that game. So Doxon dropping that pass, dude. I mean, come on. You gotta. You're a professional receiver. You gotta bring that one in. If the ball hits you in the hands, you are supposed to catch it. Look, he high pointed up. He had that ball in his mitts. And again, I I think arguably the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL through the first month of the season through the quarter pole. Okay, we don't know how the season's going to unfold. The Chiefs are forty-seven and twenty-one in the regular season under Andy Reid. I want to say they're one and three in the playoffs, but I might be slightly off about that. But the playoff record isn't great. But they've been really good under Andy Reid, and I can't believe he's already been there that long to be forty-seven and twenty-one. That's crazy to me that he's been out of Philadelphia that long. Um, Colin Coward, by the way, did y'all did you you guys hear Colin Coward just totally crushing Philadelphia for how they treat coaches and run people out of there? <laughs> it was an it was an absolute hoot, absolute hoot. Um, call him the worst sports city. Yeah, he did. He he totally he, yeah. he gave him the business, man. The Chiefs really won that game on a forty three yard field goal at the end. The bonus touchdown is just that that's just to moose people and then screw with the betters and destroy <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> no, that that one that one was an all timer. Like it's so funny, like Scott Van Pelt does a, a weekly the segment bad called Bad Beats. Yeah. And like everyone was referencing that and he even mentioned it at the beginning. He goes, That one's gonna be on the montage. Yeah. Meaning like when they intro the segment, mm-hmm. that actually that those highlights will be on the montage at that time because that last touchdown that Kansas City got not only affected the uh Chiefs minus what six and a half, but it also affected the over. It put it at forty nine mm-hmm. When they had the over under at forty eight and a half. Oh, it it it, it was it was <laughs> it was everything. It, it I mean the the only thing missing was Al Michaels and Brent Musburger calling that game. I don't know who like, <laughs> I don't know who was who was uh, um, calling the game, but I, I the announcer said uh, when when the Chiefs stuck the field goal to go up and then things got bananas when they got the defensive score, the announcer was like. This might be meaningful to some. <laughs> it was like, Sean McDonough. <laughs> it, it was so funny. I heard him on Mike and Mike. It must have been the next day, and he was like, that one was for Al Michaels. He goes, that was dedicated to Al Michaels. Nice. Because Al Michaels always calls that, and he's like, I, I had to do it. It just made sense at the time, and I had to give that one to Al Michaels. So he, that one was absolutely dedicated to Al Michaels. Oh, there you go, Shannon. It's a little ludicrous. There you go. once said, "That's right." He is bitch in his way, and he needs it to move. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of people, and I wonder if Mark may have been in this crowd. I think a lot of people flat out went Beck loser. You know what I'm saying? Like legit, <laughs> legit man. Mark had Washington and the under in that game. Did he really? Oh, that's, so. he was that's, not very happy with the outcome. That's why. He's, well, look, he ate his ass on betting that on the Giants one week, and then the Redskins got him. He should have known better. <laughs> he should have known better. He should have known that was going to be all Philip Rivers, man. Give it away now. He should have known. Should have known. <laughs> 
terrible decision, man. Look, I think that there's a couple of things. Number one, as a Redskins fan, pleasantly surprised at how they went in there and they ha- they had a lot of fight in them. I thought the defense looked fast. Again, over the course of the game, they lost a lot of people. I think Kirk Cousins played very well. Um, that deep throw kind of early in the game to Terrell Pryor, I actually thought, I think that was against Peters. I thought for a second, I thought Peters picked that thing off. Um, that was very aggressive, very aggressive. But uh, I, I thought the Redskins as a whole really showed up and they were ready to play. The game plan was solid. The injuries, by the time you got late in the game, they just lost too many people. And not having Norman really hurt them. Because Norman and Swearinger are really, they're the attitude pieces on that defense. Kerrigan's the blue-collar guy. You know what I mean? He's the lunch pail dude. But I think Norman and Swearinger are the guys that kind of set set the tone. You know what I mean? Um, and, and losing Norman, uh, that hurt them quite a bit because he was balling. Norman's been balling this year. I know. So anytime you lose a shutdown quarter, man, it's yeah. always tough. It, it's tough. Uh, but it, I, I just – the defense looked fast. I think Minuski's done a, a tremendous job. And um, same thing for ex-49ers, uh, Tom Sula. Uh, I think the defensive staff that they have there has really helped crank that defense up several notches. And that's been a hard thing for that team for several years. So I give them a lot of credit because that's a tough game. To go play the Chiefs in Arrowhead with their skill position players, that's a big ask. And they're, they're a hop, skip, and a jump, and a few woulda, coulda, shoulda moments from, win, you know, moments from winning that damn game. Josh Dotson brings that ball in. And don't forget, that was like under a minute. You know, people act like there was a ton of time left in that game. There wasn't. All right? That that was under a minute. That was like fifty five, fifty seven, right somewhere in that zone, man. When Cousins zipped that ball to Josh Dotson in the end zone, uh, he went up. He has both hands on it. It was the right play. It was the right call. Uh, I'm sure you could argue about Jordan Reed maybe wanting the ball, but it was there. Dotson just had to bring that thing in, and he lost it when he hit the ground. So it, you know, could have very readily been with an extra point, of course, twenty four to twenty. They had to settle for the field goal to, to tie it up. And this is where you have to give big credit to the Chiefs. And I know a lot of people aren't, aren't huge fans of Alex Smith, but Alex Smith, in the context of this game, and he's been pretty, he's been very good so far this year, man. He's made some clutch, clutch, clutch decisions and clutch throws. Okay. The Chiefs, with 47 seconds left, the Chiefs have the ball at their own 25. All right. It's second, second and six. Redskins get some pressure. Smith rolls out. He ends up throwing on the run to Albert Wilson. So it was an incredibly good throw on the run. Beast. And it was was a great catch by Wilson, who also got absolutely lit up by the defender, knocking his ass out of bounds. Unlike Dotson, he held onto the ball. All right. And, I mean, that got him from their own 25 to the Redskins' 35. It was a huge, huge game. That was that was killer. The Chiefs end up getting a few more yards, and they stick the forty-three yard field goal to, to go up twenty-three twenty, and things get bananas again. The final score at twenty-nine twenty doesn't tell you what that game was. And I, I by the way, Shannon, I did enjoy uh, Scott Van Pelt, and I like I like Van Pelt, man, he's good. S- oh, SVP, I like him. 
Um, and he had this rant, and he was basically telling teams to stop it with those crazy lateral plays at the end of games because they don't work out. <laughs> and it it usually ends up being like some stupid fumble or something weird happens, and the team returns it and just screws everybody. <laughs> bad beats, bad deal. You know, don't do it. But, you know, again, I, I think that was a, a very compelling, very enjoyable football game. You know, the Redskins, again, historically not very good in primetime, at least recently, recently have not been good in primetime games. But they played up in two consecutive ones. They, they played very well against the Raiders, obviously whooped their ass. Woo! Uh, then they played very well against the Chiefs, and they were with they, they were within, you know, one play of having to lead with under a minute to go. And I'm not saying they would have held, held on to win, but um, <laughs> big difference between being tied and the team needs a field goal versus being up four and a team has to get a touchdown. Big difference. Big difference with under a minute left. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's the way that it goes sometimes. But compelling football game, enjoyable football game. And I, I like a month into the season, the Redskins, I think, are a pleasant surprise. They're going to be a tough out on by this week, which they need. Jordan Reed's banged up. The running backs are banged up. Uh, Josh Norman obviously banged up. Um, we'll, we'll see what that turns into. I hope they get all these people back and they can show up and, and just ball. Cause I think the team's going to be a nice, there's a nice opportunity space for them in the NFC East. Dal- uh, Dallas is struggling right now. The giants are a mess. The Eagles aren't quite there yet, uh, but they're pretty good. They're pretty good. That's again, a shame about Aaron Sproles, but I like Wentz. They have a, a bajillion running backs in Philadelphia. Um, so they can, they can, you know, get you in the pass game or they can grind it out with blunt. They have, they have some options, but there's opportunity space in the NFC East. And if the Redskins play that hard week in and week out, they're going to win a bunch of games, man. They're going to win a bunch of games. So kudos to you, Kirk cousins for showing up. I hope you get paid. I don't know if it'll be in DC. Somebody's going to pay you. Somebody's going to pay you brother, but kudos to the chiefs. Uh, I like, you know, I don't have anything against them. We're a month in. They win the quarter. <clears throat> That's not a Super Bowl. It's not the playoffs. It's not anything but. But the first month of the season in, man, <laughs> legit. Playoffs. Oh, yeah, playoffs. Um, <laughs> what I did like as far as that, that moosing with the Redskins and that stupid lateral party of absolute freaking fail buckets <laughs> are all the people that were like, I was, I was 100% projected to win in my fantasy league. And then that happened. <laughs> or I was 100% I was 100% projected to lose. Yeah. And then bam. Poof. Yeah, I was playing against the Chiefs D in fantasy. It said I had a 100% chance to win. I lost. I hate everything. <laughs> That's fantasy football for you, bro. That's fantasy football. All right, well, I, I, you know, anything else that that kind of popped out to you, stood out to you this week in in the league or you know, as far as MLB playoffs, football, teams, injuries, games, whatever, favorite moments, favorite big takeaways, whatever you got as we start. Well, the one that stuck out to me, and I am and I'm, I apologize about this one in advance, Randy, was Carson Palmer to Larry Fitzgerald, man. Oh, that was pretty. In overtime. That was pretty. I, you know, I, and I know it's against your team, Randy, but yeah, Larry but- Fitzgerald, dude, Hall of Famer. With those hands, man. Goodness gracious. Just throw it up. Let the man go get it. Yeah. It is beautiful. 
just absolutely beautiful. I know everybody was calling for Hall of Fame right then and there. Well, um, I mean, man, Fitz is a first ballot. Age, He's first ballot. Uh, it just just continues, just continues to uh, deliver at, at at a high level too. Yeah. I, it's a shame he's you know not, he's not going to sniff another Super Bowl in uh in that city. No, <laughs> not no. not at all. Not uh-uh. this year. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. So I th- for me that was that's the one that stuck out. Um, just just seeing that guy, you know, we we know this is probably it for him. He's close. To see, he's, he's close, close but I don't. Just, well, and, just at that level, man, to catch it in overtime, in, in between two guys, and hang on, just just professional. You know, yeah. that's a professional receiver right there. No well, doubt. Kudos to him for the fact that he spent his entire career as a Cardinal. That's yes. very that's very rare nowadays. Absolutely, I 100% agree with you, Randy. Kudos to you, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Randy, side note for you that I, I don't know if you saw the story yet. Did you know that Jerry Rice has become a wedding crasher, by the way? <laughs> really now? Yeah. Yeah, like for real. I did see an article about yeah, that. Yeah, he did an interview with a ringer, and uh, he uh, in the interview he talked about how his favorite retirement hobby is crashing weddings. He does one. <laughs> he does at least one wedding per weekend in the Bay Area. <laughs> nice. He goes up to the bride and groom. He's, he's like, "Quote: I just, I just want to go up to the bride and groom and congratulate them and tell them today is your day." <laughs> How is ra- it? Is it Jerry? <laughs> Until Jerry Rice shows up. Until he shows up, yeah. and it's all about Jerry. <laughs> just funny, man. It, it's like so random. I mean, it, are, are Vince Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson there too? I hope out? so. I hope so. I hope so. And um. We- <laughs> We joked around about Madden glitches. If you guys have never listened to these, I, I'm only going to play one. And, I'm, of course, I'm going to play the Giants one. <laughs> oh, good lord. Because I'm an asshole. A-S-S-H-O-L-E, everybody. There's a guy, Bob Mannery, um, decent voice. And, anyway, he does, uh, he does, he like vo- he does voiceovers on top of Madden glitches. And so here's one of the uh, <laughs> of the Giants and the Saints. Oh, uh, by the way, take a drink if you if you have one, because I'm gonna take one right now. Mm. Madden glitch, Giants and Saints. Here you go. Well, good evening, folks. I'm Bob Mentory, and welcome back. It has been a fucking disaster for the Giants in this game, and to be honest with you, all season long. Manning with another chance here, though. Drops back, looking right side, and that is intercepted. Oh, my goodness. Picked off, and look at this. He's doing the fucking crip walk at the 48-yard line, and now he's going to go down the 30, the 20, the 15, 10. The Giants are getting shit on. Manning is pissed. Well, good. <laughs> I was dying, dude. First time I listened, I was cracking up, man. Phenomenal. The, the dude is—it's so random. It's so random. It's—it's it's just all these random like Madden glitches, and he just drops a little voiceover on it. It's really a hoot, really a hoot. Um, <laughs> also, really fantastic 
is whoever uh, I don't know if it's a, if a you know oh it's a woman even better uh, there's a lady that dresses up as the Monopoly Man showing up at these uh, all these uh, Senate Equifax hearings thank you random person dressed up like the Monopoly guy somebody <laughs> way to step up to the plate and photobomb and troll that crap how is Equifax getting any kind of contracts it can't keep anybody's data safe I mean for real it's an absolute freaking joke but that woman dressing up as the Monopoly man and photobombing, effing brilliant, man. Yeah. A, A for the day, A for the day, A for the day. Love that. A couple things that I found super interesting this week. Uh, Google has some uh, new earbuds, earpieces, headphones, whatever you want to call them. That, uh, have, have either of you read um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Anything? No. No? Okay. So there's this thing in, in in that book, Douglas Adams, by the way. I love these books. And I love the movie. The movie's weird, but I love the movie anyway. Uh, but it's called The Babblefish. And if you put The Babblefish in your ear, it, it translates language for you. Anyway, so the, the easy reference is that it's like Google's Babblefish. Uh, but these little earpieces, man, these little earbuds, um, they work with Google Google Translate, and they can translate 40 languages in real time. Like, how fantastic... I mean, can you imagine like uh, having one of these things? And I don't, I don't know how they work, uh, how well they work, obviously. But how great would it be to have one of those things pop in, like travel or meet somebody that speaks Spanish or French or Italian or Russian? Well, that's for you, Trump, um, <laughs> or whatever language it may be, and to actually be able to you know understand what somebody's saying to you. I mean, that that's amazing that we live in a time where that kind of technology it can work that instantaneously. Again, you know, I mean these. these I don't know how well it works in the real world, but it on at least the promise of what they may be is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I hope that works out. Uh, one thing that was not as fantastic, and I think, Shannon, you may have shared the story, and that's the young man that ate 25 laxative brownies in one hour. Yo. Not a good idea. Bad. What was he thinking? Bad. Bad idea. Bad idea. They had a challenge going on a teenager known only as BG and his friends. What? <laughs> Big gastrointestinal? What the hell does that stand for? Um, <laughs> and they challenged each other to eat 10 brownies, each with around two over-the-counter laxative tablets crushed in. Right? So the first two people to poop... For me to poop on... We have not had that sound bite in forever. <gasps> I can't I believe we haven't... Say, where is he? Where is Triumph the insult uh, comic here, man? Like, for real, that that's pretty damn important, man. Here, Triumph, <laughs> Triumph, the insult comic dog. That has to be the first one that pops up. Has to be. I'm going to go straight to videos when I search for this thing. For me to poop on. There you go. There it is. Up, oh, up. Oh, lo and behold. For me to poop on. There you go. Uh, so anyway, this, this group of fools decided to challenge each other to eat 10 brownies with the laxatives in them. And so whoever pooped first, would, or the two the two people that pooped first, would have to complete a dare. Okay. Well, this dude got, uh, I like this article in IFL Science, dude got cocky and, and ate 25 brownies. So that's 50 laxative tablets. 50. So, of course, what does he do? He's crapping his brains out. All right? Uh, yeah. So this guy ends up with uh, dehydration, low potassium, and it led to, I don't, I'm not even going to pronounce this correctly, but essentially an acute kidney injury. And this condition 
Rhabdomyolosis. Maybe I said that correct. Maybe I didn't. Whatever. I'm not a doctor. This is not Doogie Hauser, man. Um, <laughs> basically, the deal is if left in this condition, the article says your body down to its bones will rot away and eventually you'll die in a pool of your own waste that should have been in your own. It should have been in your urine. Christ almighty. Do, <laughs> do not eat 50 laxatives and brownies. No. No. no, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it, I, I, there's times when I felt like I'm gonna shit myself to death after the chili cook-off, but good <laughs> lord, dude, this <laughs> takes it to a whole new level. Bruh. All right, so two things. Number one, <laughs> number one, yes, you, bad gas after the chili cook-off, bad gas. But I love this headline on Forbes: Scientists underestimated how bad cow farts are. <laughs> actual headline actual headline they're talking about methane and the impact on uh you know climate and global warming otherwise known as what mark does <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding uh but uh, instantly kudos to the individual that almost made me gag and choke out when i walked into a bathroom earlier today because if you can make me want to run the hell out of a bathroom you, you, sir, get a tip of the crap, or a tip of the cap, because it takes something mighty. I think I think in the pre-podcast, I said it, it smelled like he murdered a bunch of skunks. <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know what that dude ate, but whatever it was, never eat it again. <laughs> like, ever, ever. That's damn impressive. Ever, ever. It was awful. <laughs> Whew. Son of a bitch. Yeah, a lot of son of a bitch. Yeah. Whew. And I guess that's really about it. I think we've covered everything we really need to cover. So, unless you've got something else of note. I mean, I mean other than the drunk dude who time traveled from 2048 to... Oh, yeah! Uh, you know what my favorite thing with that was? Someone was like, haven't you ever seen the Terminator movies? <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. Yeah, the drunk dude that traveled from 2048... Who weren't people of aliens? Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, actually, we have a couple more rando things. I like this one. Um, I haven't verified this, so maybe Randy can fact check it for us really quickly. But um, this was a, a rando tweet, and it said, uh, "Shannon, I think you sent this in the uh, in the sports brew chat." And said, uh, "Worth noting, today the Browns traded out of the uh, Carson Wentz pick, chose Cody Kessler over Dak Prescott." And then passed on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yep. Oops. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty crappy. And so I think I refer to that in our chat as the shat trick. That's <laughs> well, pretty, pretty, pretty crappy. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Andy Reid um, had a nickname for the Chiefs kicker um, that went ahead and stuck that uh, you know uh, game winner at the end. His name, let's see if I can, uh, Harrison Butker. Signed him off the Panthers practice squad. And so uh, he hit the game winner, obviously. And he got a fantastic nickname. Buttkicker.com. Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Kansas City. That's also his Twitter handle, by the way. Buttkicker87. At Buttkicker87. Nice. nice. Along with um, Buttkicker.com. Did a nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andy Reid, for that glorious bit. Uh, also, Shannon, you should appreciate this. <laughs> so uh, there's some random books out there for kids. 
And so there was a story on the fail blog. I gotta love. I love some fail blog. So this grandmother bought a book for her her grandchild, six year old grandchild, and it says if animals could talk. <laughs> and so she gave this book to you know uh, for the grand for the grandbaby. And so the the parents have it. They they open it up and they start reading it. And it's uh, there's like there's a picture of a polar bear and it says I think I have a coke problem. <laughs> It's got a a chick on one page, fresh out of an egg, and it goes, all right, let's tear the roof off this motherfucker. (laughs) 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 There's a badger that says, who are you trying to get crazy with, S.A.? And there's just a dog that just says, pizza! Anyway, pretty fantastic. (laughs) And so this person, she's tweeting this and, like, taking pictures and sticking it on Twitter. And it goes, she says, I'm dying. My mom bought this book for my six-year-old. And I just called to ask if she had actually opened the book. She hadn't. <laughs> this is pretty fan. I think my favorite one might be is a picture of a blowfish. And the, the, the quote in there is, someone get my EpiPen. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, maybe you got to see it. Maybe it's, it's probably not very funny uh, on the podcast. Sorry. But looking at the pictures, it is kind of funny. Uh, one one last thing, side note, because uh, uh, I know, uh, Shannon, I, I know you're so disappointed for Rick Pitino. Apparently, uh, Rick Pitino took in about roughly 98% of the cash from Louisville's current Adidas deal. Uh, that's it? That's it. The Louisville Courier-Journal reported on Thursday that Pitino received 98% of the cash Louisville was to receive, which is roughly $1.5 million a year for five years through July 1st. Terrible. There you go. Uh, wasn't he uh, going on a rant about how they needed to get the shoe money out of the stuff? And there you, yeah. Shocker, shocker, <laughs> and shocker. What are you gonna do? Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> no. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, are you saying I asked for this to happen? <laughs> yes! Correct the mundo! You idiot! Yes. Yes! <laughs> but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach! Stop it! Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, alright. We probably don't need any more. I was gonna say, you brought that up. You forgot one other Madden glitch apparently that's been discovered. Hold on, we got, I, I got like some random, I got some random audio from somewhere. I gotta figure out where that's coming from. Um, I will use intimidating First time in a while, that's around, happened. So we don't have to fight a whole bunch of them at once. Uh, so we can what keep them the scattered. hell? <laughs> uh, we're gonna need divine intervention on uh, the mages. Uh, so they can, divine uh, intervention. Uh, so we can, of course, get them down fast. Cause oh, I found it. Okay, my bad. There we go. It was it was a Leroy Jenkins soundbite. It, it had apparently just gone on to something else. So, Damn. oops. <laughs> Uh, what are you gonna I mean, do? If you're needing divine, divine intervention, you gotta go Leroy Jenkins. I'm just saying. <laughs> they drafted who? 
My, fa- my favorite ever <laughs> reaction to a draft with Przingis and the Knicks makes me laugh every single time I How hear it. That? I love that. I love that. All right. There you go. Uh, I lost Bill around. Oh, there he is. Here, here he is. Hold on. My bad. That's nope. Tomorrow, and That's that not right. That's supposed, supposed to be Leroy Jenkins. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. it is, it's not right. Well, you got to do it live, man. <laughs> You're right. Here you go. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. <laughs> anyway. All right, man, let's wrap up and get out of here. Uh, one last quick uh, raise of the glass to Tom Petty. Uh, thanks for all the memories, the music, the fun. Um, definitely one of those uh, bands I, I, I didn't get to see in concert. I'm, you know, obviously not going to happen now. Kind of wish I had. But, you know, certainly a defining era of music, defining era of our, of our youth, and a lot of material. And uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's been a bumpy year with some of the people that we've lost. And then... Obviously, we had the Vegas stuff this week too. So it, it's been a rough week, man. It's, it's been, a, been heavy, yeah. yeah. It's it's been a heavy week. It's been a rough week, and we di- we didn't really talk a lot about Vegas, but you know, um, I, just terrible and sad and awful. I can't believe we have another one of these damn things happening here. Um, but that uh, Lord knows, rest in peace to Tom Petty and to all the victims and the wounded. Uh, those that are wounded, heal up. I hope you recover. And to those that passed away. Uh, you know, rest in peace, man. Yeah. Rest in peace. That's that's a big fat bag of awful. But Tom Petty, man, raising the glass to you, brother. Cheers, bro. Yes, sir. And you know what? It's one of my favorites, man. I won't back down. And Tom Petty has a ton of material, dude. A ton of material, but. Always love that one. From all of us to all of you, we are the Sports Brew. Hanging out at the very end, man, with old Shannon McGuffin and Randy Giles. Matt Whitfield passed out that nose breather. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But enjoy the football this weekend, whether it's college, whether it's pro, and obviously the MLB playoffs, dude. Enjoy it. Have a little fun with it. And uh, this is definitely one of those weeks, man. Take a little reminder, man. Give those kids a hug. You know, call your parents, say hi to your friends, get out a little bit, touch base, man. A couple of high fives, a couple of hugs, maybe share a beer like we're doing. Share a drink, man. Have a little fun and catch up with some people, dude. You know, catch up for a minute. Enjoy life for a second, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We are the sports roof from all of us, all of you. Enjoy. Have a good weekend, and we'll catch you on the flip side, y'all. All All right? Peace. Peace out. See you. Or as Carson Wentz might say to LeGarrette Blunt, just saying. <laughs> it's a hell of a dance, y'all. It's just medicinal, I promise. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, 420, 420. Hey, oh. goes the blood. First down. <laughs> beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> anyway, man. All right, gentlemen. Get some rest. Catch on the flip side. Peace out, y'all. Good night. <laughs>